Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this world big show guest Wednesday, Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. Show starts now. Much better. Man, it is already Thursday, which is a bummer. Wow. Uh, we are off tomorrow, we will say. A large portion of the office is having to take a trip to settle some scores businessly and personally, and it should be an absolute blast. We will be back on Monday. We do apologize for that. Came up kind of out of nowhere, but should have been planned a long time ago. That's in a story in of itself. It will be said into a microphone at a wedding eventually, but it should be a fantastic weekend. Oh, yeah. Today is a massive day. We have John McEnroe. Yes, that John McEnroe. What? The man who is the only human in the history of tennis to win 70 singles titles and 70 doubles titles. That's hey. a lot. Seven grand slams. What? And obviously, pretty competitive human being. Mm-hmm. Love it. Oh, yeah. A lot of the clips we've seen of him are him demonstrably telling the refs in tennis that they suck at what they are supposed to be doing. But in that sport, with no reviews, with how often we see the tennis review, and it's like lasers, right? That's the only way they get it. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine back in the day, you do get a bad-eye judge up there who maybe has a little bit of a feel of a personal vendetta against? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, that one that's on the outside tape, they're saying is out. That's a whole different... I mean, I can see how you get very pissed off yeah. in that particular setup because we're talking about yeah. millimeters mm-hmm. as opposed to anything like that. And a human's supposed to see it from standing in the back. Hey, I don't. That's tough. Makes that was a re- that was a recipe yeah. for yeah. freakouts. And John yeah. McEnroe certainly ate ate the meal. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Had a couple of those. Super competitive. Super successful. And now they're announcing that on April second, Sunday at noon on ESPN. He'll be playing for a million-dollar pickleball tournament. Oh, oh, unbelievable. Yeah, he's taking on Andre Agassi, Andy Roddick, and Michael Chang. It'll be broadcast on ESPN. I assume they're going to be very good at pickleball, but hmm. I think there's some professional pickleballers that are saying to tennis players, like, oh, you just think you're just going to be able to come over to pickleball? It translates. I'm going to ask a little bit about if there's any beef amongst the pick, uh, pickleball community for a million-dollar prize, and it's all tennis players. Yeah. And how does McEnroe feel like he would fare against these pickleball players who commit their entire being to being pickleball players? Tyson McGuffin, he, he ain't doing nothing uh, but pickleball. That's yeah. right. Same with Julian Arnold. Oh. You know, these guys, I mean, they put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. Riley Newman's with that paddle and that pickleball every morning of his entire life. That's right. But we would assume that McEnroe, a man who is very comfortable with a racket and we'd assume a paddle, will be fantastic in this. But I'm assuming the pickleball community is going to be watching with, uh, oh, that ain't. That ain't. Mm-hmm. We'll ask Sean McEnroe how he feels about that. Uh, just a slight competitor will be excited to hear what he has to say. And fucking Shaq will be on the show. Wow, the diesel. Oh, my God, O'Neal. The big diesel, bro. DJ big Diesel. 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 Wow. Literally, Shaquille O'Neal will be on the show Super today. They get. We've potentially had a couple moments in the past of our show where we thought he was maybe going to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And we're like, holy shit, we're going to talk to Shaquille O'Neal. You're talking about a living legend. Go and watch that documentary Shaq that he participates in. They tell his story, his upbringing, his work ethic, his loyalty, his what? business decisions. Like the stories about him off the fucking court are just as legendary as on the court. It's yeah. like this is a larger than life human being who happens to be larger than yeah. every other fucking human. Yeah. What a movie character this guy is. Yeah, unbelievable. And was a movie character. Inspiration, new and a rapper. Mm-hmm. Incredible. It just Cost everything he does, he's DJ. successful at. Businessman. Great DJ. He's, he's great at this guy's great at everything. Yeah. Does it all. I like that the graphics two scale. Well, maybe actually two, he might be he need to be bigger than that. 
Well, I think McEnroe is certainly going to have some questions on if this is uh, properly proportioned mm -hmm. on this graphic or not, but we've never met him, you know, so we're not 100% sure. But I assume McEnroe is a little bit larger. But what we were trying to showcase is, yes, that fucking Shaquille O'Neal is coming on. Right. The massive larger-than-life personality and larger-than-human personality is joining us today. I'm pumped for that. Shaq will join yeah. us at 2.05. Right. Go, Shaq. Eastern Standard Time. The Talks Table is here, obviously, at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. And once again, in the studio for like the third straight week for three straight days. Fitting in so well. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Adam Pac-Man Jones. I think we're going to see a lot more Pac-Man over the next uh, six, seven, eight months, nine Bye. months. Bye. Bye. We've appreciated the hell out of you. And today is maybe the coolest looking you I've ever seen. <laughs> Bro, did you, wait till you, those pink pants? Unbelievable. Right. Very shoes. few people can pull those off. I'll tell you that much. These shoes? These shoes? These shoes? Oh! 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 The Giuseppe Mail me. <laughs> that smell me gets me every time. Yeah. The jacket, too. Jeez Louise. Sweet. And I don't want to just say because of the colors of that outfit that looked fantastic and made me think of this. This dude eats so many nerds. Oh, That's my it. God. Like, so many. It's unbelievable. Golly Ranchers. Pat Three. Per Pat got the snacks. Pat got the snacks. And when it runs out, Pat's going to run the snacks right back. <laughs> right. I mean, that is, he's had four different. Mm -hmm. Grocery store trips yep. oh, yeah. of fucking candy in That's here. right. With two Red Bulls. Every day. Every time. Two cups sometimes. Today I've noticed one cup because one, uh -huh. because we got we got an entire pin mm -hmm. uh -huh. right yeah. there. Pac, you're a fucking legend, dude. Yeah. You need dog. to know that. You are. You are. <laughs> uh -huh. You are a dog. fucking dog. 3% body fat. What? Six kids. What? Growing up in the house in which he and his wife are running and operating and living. All going to be professional athletes. Mm -hmm. Top to bottom. 14 years in the NFL, a corner. Just, we got some highlights. Look at this. People forget what oh, this yeah. fucking guy did. Oh, yeah. We asked for, we asked the NFL for some highlights. Just because every time we talk about him, I feel like some people who maybe never watch him play think like, Wide. hey, why are they talking about this guy this way? This is who Pac-Man was. So he's going to pick you off, obviously. See ya. He's going to outrun you. And then we're going to have a good time, too. People need to know that we fucking scored a touchdown. Mm -hmm. yeah, you remember these plays? You yeah. remember all these plays? I started that rule. Now you can't even use the Boom. <laughs> no more. Yeah. That was your thing ever since the beginning? Yeah. Because I think that's what we realized from watching these highlights. Like, oh, you were the guy that started jumping on that thing. Yeah. Because yeah. the one I remember is when Antonio Brown shook the shit out of me on a punt return in the middle of Heinz Field when it was already a blowout game. Why is Antonio Brown returning punts? Get off the field. It's fourth quarter. You're up three scores. Mm -hmm. Fair right. question. And he just shakes the shit out of me and everybody else on the team. And uh, then he jumps on the post, slides down it. Thank God they cut me off because TikTok was uh, obviously has a time length. <laughs> sure. So me getting shook without touch. Flag football. One hand touch, which nobody plays. Right. If we were playing one hand touch, would not have got him. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the ground, sideways. He did the thing. And I was like, okay, that's like Antonio. We started watching these highlights. You did that every time you got in the paint, it felt like. Oh, yeah. I started that. Um, we used to call it the Pac-Man slide in Tennessee. Fisher's like, man, you got to have fun when you get in the end zone. And um, you yeah. said you got it. Okay, then they, sure. Then they said we couldn't use the goalpost as a prop got anymore. You. Hey, what you? Gino's our guy. Yeah, why do you? Hey, why you high stepping on Gino? That's yeah. our guy. You guys are already up thirty-five points. Hey, oh. we're on the Pac-Man slide, <laughs> and we gotta do the Pac-Man slide. Come on. Oh, oh this was the here? night right here, bro. We had just got in from going out. When here? Uh, like day, day oh. of? Yeah, we got to go out this night because it was a night game in Philly. 
So you had to go out what the night before? Yeah, we went because you got to night. sleep in a little bit. Yeah, uh, and then punter hits you a ball. What are you doing? And you just go ninety, however yeah. many there. Jeez. And you guys won. Yeah. Huh? You guys won that game? Yeah, we won that game. Mentally already back in it. I mean, he was just returning a punt yeah, against was, the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. You saw. Yeah, and then look at this one. I mean, this is another one. This is why you were a nightmare on the field whenever you had the ball in your hands. And obviously, we could showcase you just locking people down, too, as a corner. But it was like, yeah. what an elusive fucking asshole this guy was. Nuts. First, I mean, ah, <laughs> only thing stopping this dude's goalpost, it feels yeah, like, whatever right. gets the damn ball. Think about these punters. I'll tell you what it was like. This asshole, look, he should have been tackled right there. Like, should have stopped. Should have caught, caught that ball went immediately down. Now I'm going to run in four circles, loop around some people, blocking it back to the punter, and then, ah, 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 they don't deserve no, it. I'm they don't it. deserve it. <laughs> they fine. don't deserve it. I was thinking about that fine, Pat. Yeah, the ball fine's much oh, bigger yeah. than, uh, at that point, you didn't have any fine for hopping on the post there, but you're a dog, dude. In the way you operate in here, we really appreciate it. Speaking of... The people that Pac-Man has brought into our universe. Absurd. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about someone, and Pac-Man will be like, hold on. Let's, hold on. Let's see what he actually, <laughs> well, see what he actually thinks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's that? Like, come on, man. Uh, yeah, hold on. I've right known him since I was like, uh, like 13 or something. <laughs> you have the same thing in your phone, too. It's just different people. No, nah, I don't think so. Now that, like, the way we've op- No. There hasn't been, been one person. Yes. Every generation... Every bucket of life, every style every, of human. Every position I mean, on the football field. We were talking about Ray Romano yesterday, and you were like, hold on. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Everybody loves Raymond, dude. Exactly. Yeah. You literally you know. sent him a text. It, it does feel like that. With that being said, source says have some information. Pat, what have you heard about some interesting situations potentially developing around the NFL with one of the biggest names that is currently potentially on the market? Um. My sources tell me that D-Hop is getting hot right now. Okay. Um, Interest is heating up. Interest Mm. is heating up. It's five teams on that list, and we'll start with the Falcons. Um, Falcons need some help. They need wide receivers. Um, I think that can fit. Um, Ravens, I think if if Lamar deal goes and get done, my sources tell me that that might be a landing spot. Okay. Um, okay. Baltimore Ravens in the game. That'd be wow. huge. Didn't I know that was potentially the case? Source yeah. One of the big things are telling us. Our sources is telling us is the Bills. The Buffalo oh, Bills. Shit. And that would make sense because although our source says have told us nothing, mm-hmm. we did see on Instagram Buffalo Soldier from mm. D Hop just yesterday in Sal Capaccio, the face in our eyes, mm. and there's probably others we don't mean any disrespect to any other members of the Bills Mafia. Oh, yeah. The face of Bills Mafia, almost the he's like, hey, Uncle Sal of the yeah. Bills Mafia. Right. Covers the Bills. He's been covering the Buffaloes for a long time, and he is a Buffalonian brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is awesome. He started getting excited about it. Buffalo Bills fans started getting excited about it. And that would be a place that certainly could get another weapon. A lot of people would wonder, though, contractually wise, though, how would all this work anywhere? Yeah, you know, that's another thing. Especially in Buffalo. It can't work. I think it could work. Why, why couldn't it work? Um, I think he can go to Buffalo, one-year deal. Um, I don't really think it's about the money with him right now. Okay. Um, okay. I think he want to get out. And it's, it's a big thing. He want to win. Definitely want to win and get a shot. So... My sources tell me Buffalo can work. I, I like the Raiders, too. <laughs> hey, they the made Ra- a lot of Raiders, plays. The Raiders are, are, are on the board also, but 
I don't know. I go back and look at the teams, and I know D as a person. I, I lean, I'm leaning more toward the Bills or the Ravens. And he was in he, uh, Dallas with Von Miller working out just two weeks. And Von Miller, mm-hmm. assistant GM of the Buffalo of, Bills. Of the Bills. Yeah. So it seems like Buffalo Soldier with at with Von Miller uh-huh. with what we're hearing from Pac-Man source says. Feels like Buffalo Bills fans have a reason to be excited, mm-hmm. but Falcons fans, I guess, in. Ravens fans, in. Yeah. Raiders, Raiders fans should know they're in. in. Anybody else? Patriots fans. Oh! Wow. What? What? Uh, okay, we'll, we'll revisit this for sure, but oh. that is... Hey, I feel like that's some some massive information about Huge. D-Hop that we had not heard. Yeah. A lot of stuff on the ticker. Five teams interested, potentially one, a leading and heavy favorite, mostly because of IG stories and other things now that we're hearing lingering. Speaking of lingering, this is something that's been looming over our head as soon as we heard it was a possibility. Yep. You know, in the sport of tennis, there's only one motherfucker that won 70 titles as a singles competitor what? and 70 titles as a doubles competitor. That's right. Seven fucking grand slams, this guy. Damn. Seven grand slams. Absolute dog. dog. And on April 2nd, he'll be competing for a $1 million prize in a pickleball tournament that'll be aired on ESPN with Andre Agassi, Andy Roddick, and Michael Chang. Ladies and gentlemen, John McEnroe. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you for joining us, boss man. Obviously, I have known of your existence for a long time. I think like most people, my introduction to you was you... Just asking for a little accountability from these refs. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of accountability from the umps. I think that's how we were all kind of introduced. And then as we see you in movies yeah, that's right. and everything like that, we've all become big fans. We appreciate you taking time here. Let's dive right into it. Hey, this pickleball attorney's for a million bucks, power. Are you pickleballing every day? Is this just like a natural transition for a tennis player? Well, you know, as we get older, we cover in less and less of the court. So this seemed to make more sense since it's about a third the size. But I'm not a big pickleball guy. You know, it beats my body up. But uh, this was sort of too good to pass up to be playing against my old buddy, Andre Agassi, Andy Roddick, and Michael Chang as a partner. I mean, this pickleball thing's crazy. I don't get it. But um, in the meantime, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be fun. And hopefully it'll bring some interest to the sport that I do really care about, which is tennis. Okay. I love that you... I love that you said that, just strictly because we wondered how the pickleball community would feel because there's pickleball pros and pickleball leagues and everything going on, and then tennis guys coming in and playing. Is there a little hey? Is there a little tennis pickleball beef? You think in the in the world of batting balls over a net in a confined space? Well, I'm amazed that that people take it quite as seriously as as they apparently do um, compared to our sport. But that's, you know, for other people to decide. I would compare it to the NFL. uh, It's like a poor man's arena football. uh, (laughs) uh, Unfortunately, um, you know, what you can do with the ball is limited. It's plastic. Uh, You've got little rackets like you're playing racquetball or squash. but a lot of my buddies like to play with me. Uh, they, you know, it's a level level or playing field, obviously. They think they can beat me. And in some cases, probably some of them could, not the ones that I've been playing with recently. But um, we'll see. You know, I don't know how much they're playing either. So, uh, you know, I've been working more just trying to 
have the body feel good because you know as you get a little older a little bit tougher to keep the body in tip-top con- condition how old are you john i am 64 years old hell yeah you look good hey yeah, yeah. John. you look yeah. good are you uh, a guy that's one of those like um every morning you wake out and you're a workout and you're in shape or have you had to get, really get back into shape for this even though you're 64 you're always gonna have to you know, be a little bit in pain, I assume. I'm not going to make it to 64, but that's what I've heard about what it's like. I, I'm, luck, I'm lucky that I didn't play your sport. Uh, you know, I had some friends that I knew uh, that, you know, it's tough, way tougher than what we did. But, you know, running on concrete is not easy. Uh, but I've always been one to stick with it. I haven't really ever let go of, like, working out. So I am actually feel like uh, I feel pretty good for my age. Uh, I'll say that. But, uh, you know, in pickleball, you're not doing a whole lot of running, obviously, because it's a tiny court. But you do have to bend a little, which isn't good as, you know, the you stiffen up. But uh, generally, you know, I've always kept at it. So this hasn't been, like, that difficult. If, if anything, I would – prefer to play less because the next day you know doctors are going to be thrilled with pickleball you know they, these people are going to get hurt left and right so uh you know you think you can walk out there and uh, oh yeah this is great we'll just uh have some fun here and uh, not worry about the body and you know they tear an achilles and they're like oh maybe I, maybe i should have warmed up it's a great time. We play here. Uh, we have a version of pickleball here in our studio here. And, you, you know, it's Thunderball is what we call it because it's kind of a take on pickleball. And to your point, a lot of the rules of pickleball, they do try to take out the athleticism of it. They, like, try to take – they try to limit some things so it does feel as if everybody can play. Their strategy, though, have you started working up near the kitchen? You got, you got your kitchen work ready? I mean, that feels like more of a ping-pong operation than a tennis one at that particular case. Well, you know, I don't know if you ever saw me play tennis, but naturally I like to move forward, which I think is advantageous in pickleball. I don't want to give Agassi any ideas because he liked to stay in the baseline. So just stay back there as long as you want, Andre. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, Roddick had one of the biggest serves in the history of our sport. But, you know, in pickleball, you can't serve overhand. So he lost that advantage also. So this gives us old farts, me and Michael Chang, a, a chance at this. So, uh yeah, and, and and if you're in the front court in pickleball, you want to hit a lot of balls to me, you know, in the air, just outside why they call it the kitchen or why it's called pickleball. I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't sound particularly cool to me, but we've always had trouble in, in my sport to get our sport to be considered sort of cool or, you know, thought of in the same way uh, as the other bigger sports. So it's been a frustration for you know 45 years for me i'm going out and yelling at an umpire and sometimes saying choice words and i'm guessing that they're not saying hello how are you on the football field yeah, yeah. And, hey, how dare how dare a tennis player you know curse or say something mean to the umpire outrageous you know so Always wanted to be thought of sort of in the same way as the other sports, but that's been an uphill battle. Yeah, I think it's because the setting, the environment kind of calls for it to almost be of a higher, hey, we don't do that here type thing. So I think that's why a lot of us related with you because we're like, hey, tennis has a fucking dog over there. Can't wait to see how you perform in the pickleball slam and the doubles. I mean, you're a doubles champ. You'll be able to work the kitchen. Simple. Excited to watch you do your thing April 2nd on ESPN for a million-dollar prize, plus giving away a bunch of money as well to the winners. Let's talk about you and the refs because, obviously, it is a 
multi-sport issue now, John. I don't know if you know this. Like, officiating is at its absolute worst. But it feels like tennis has it figured out because they have, they have the entire court lasered pretty much. And we get to see that this thing's like a millimeter out of bounds. I couldn't even fathom back in the day before that happened nope. how frustrating it would have had to have been to have a much better view on it than the people that are making the call. And I don't know, millions of dollars mm-hmm. and millions of eyes being on the line and that call being wrong. Do you think you're a massive part of the change of the review system of tennis? And how can we make it fucking like that everywhere? Is is Why is tennis so much better than everybody else now when it comes to reviews, you think, John? Well, first of all, uh, you know, the first time I went to London to play Wimbledon, it, it, I'd see linesman and umpire that appeared to be older than my grandfather and may or may not have been awake sometimes. And I'm thinking, how the hell does anyone think when we watch and hit hundreds of thousands, if not millions of balls that we don't see the better, the ball better than they do, but they didn't seem to buy into that. Despite the fact they'd make terrible calls, they'd still insist that you, you know, behave absolutely properly. So that didn't go over too well, but you know, after a while, Connors, myself, maybe Nastasi, they felt like the inmates were running the asylum a bit too much. So at that point, they tightened up the rules and they tried to take the personality out of our sport. And Lord knows in our game, a one-on-one game, in my opinion, you need personality. And so they sort of stifled that. So uh, I think they figured out over the course of time that that was a bad idea. And tennis is the only sport though, actually, you always have these judgment calls. I mean, there's a Penalty on every play in football. You can make the same argument um, in in basketball. You, you wonder why. If I go, I'd go crazy if I was a baseball player, and an umpire get, gave a pitch of the outside, you know, part of the plate. Oh, you it's, in a batter's box yeah. with an outside yeah. curve call. Oh my God, bat. that would be awesome. Yeah, I think that that's what the plate yeah. for. I believe the plate's for, if it's over the plate, it's a strike. If it's not, it's not. So that would be something that would be frustrating. But tennis is the only sport where, you know, you're sort of in this rectangle. And now they figured out a way to, you know, get all the lines covered. There's no linesman. I only worry about the conspiracy part of this. There's some guy up in the top of the stadium oh, that's John. doing this computer thing. Come on. You know that could happen also. Oh, John. <laughs> That could, John. I don't even want to think of that because of how close it is. Oh, yeah. All you need is one and then pitch. Put the one out that's an inch out. You know, uh, oh, John! <laughs> oh, John! I, that can't be is that happening. Is that, honestly, do we know if it's 100% accurate? Uh, I, I don't think we know the answer. I think there's a plus or minus. But I will say that it is comforting for the players, ultimately. you got to buy into it. I bought into it. Fine. The fans seem to like it. The players, you don't even need to have linesmen or umpires anymore. So maybe, hey, maybe I did have something to do with that. Get rid of these guys and give the money the they were given to linesmen. Lord knows why they're getting any, but give it to the players. I'm sure there was a couple good ones every once in a while, but the whole thought of... Very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> the thought of a tennis player... Clearly seeing the ball go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they run the fucking replay, and it's on the line. And then immediately you go, they just fucked me. They are. Mm-hmm. They just. 
Like that is that why you feel that way? Is because if you've been in that situation or if you were in that situation, you'd be like, that's clearly wrong though. And everybody is just hundred percent bought in on it. Because I heard it in your answer there. The fans clearly have bought into this. The some of the players have bought into it. Are you thinking that those situations happen and we don't really get to see it because we all just are blind believers in the laser system that I, we're showing? I, I, I'm hoping not. Let's okay, put it good. That way. Okay, good. That's a yeah. big deal. I'm hoping not. Because I look at that thing with bated breath. I'm like, mm, I thought it was <laughs> okay, in. Okay, I good. thought it was in. Ty has a question for you, John. John, when you look at the state of tennis right now, and you got guys like Nadal and Federer who are obviously done, and, you know, um, like some of the, I mean, with, with the exception of Djokovic, it's kind of a tie, like a, a period of transition almost. Do you think that tennis, like professional tennis, is worried at all about the, the growth of pickleball? Or do you think the guys who are going to go play pro pickleball are going to continually be the guys who can't hack it professionally in tennis? Uh, both. I think that uh, there's a concern in tennis, obviously, when you have the three greatest players that ever lived uh, just about to stop playing. I don't know how much longer Djokovic and Nadal can go on. Well, uh, This guy, Alcaraz, is electric. He's like, you know, one of the all-time players potentially, so that's good. Um I wonder the same thing. Is pickleball helping or hurting tennis? I think that for the most part, to me, the, the best athletes are going to still go towards tennis. There's no question about it. But I think it's important for us to try to get, you know, the Michael Jordans, uh, the great athletes young growing up that play two or three sports, LeBron James play two or three sports, uh, try to get those kids interested in tennis, like the Williams sisters and in, in, in the women's game, the girls, the, the playing field's more level in tennis than any other sport by far. I mean, tennis, they get 15 times more than the WNBA gets. Um, and the best athletes, therefore, play tennis, which is good for us. Oh. In tennis, in the men's, you know, there's football first, then there's basketball, there could be baseball. Now soccer's growing. You can stick 20 kids on a, uh, a soccer field or something the size of a tennis court. Pickleball, you can put two or three pickleball courts. Yeah. Uh, That's all it is. Kaching. Okay. You got you got tennis up here, somewhere way above there. Then you got racquetball, these other games, pickleball. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> sixty this has been around sixty years for God's sakes. Now all of a sudden they're saying it's bigger than tennis. I'm like, wow. Whoa. This is a now, maybe I, just participation, I, I, though. You got to think. Maybe it's just participation because, like, we're all. How old are you, Connor? Twenty-seven. He's twenty-seven years old. Never played tennis. I don't think. Right. Never. Never was once. a tennis player. Nope. But played ping pong. So, yeah. like, we're ping pong. Take a look at him. Take a look at him. Don't worry. Exactly, exactly <laughs> John. I weigh three hundred pounds. Oh, okay, good. Just teasing you. Just teasing. <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> but it is great. It is a great like. It's a great little cardio activity <laughs> that is pretty easy to do. So I don't think that. I think it's going to be a tough road for pickleball to try to catch up to tennis when it comes to prestige, when it comes to like sport. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. But I think I know, if that happens, then there's an apocalypse. Okay, <laughs> if that happens, so <laughs> just just keep that in mind. Uh, if, because if we even get close to that, we got some serious problems. But that doesn't mean it's not good for people to go out there and hit a pickleball. There you go, and you know, get a little. I, the, the pickleball doubles is more is watched or that's played like way more than singles. Why is that? The court's already a third the size or whatever it is of tennis. Now they're playing doubles? I mean, what is it? So you can sit in a chair while, you play, <laughs> while you're at it? 
I mean, come on. But thankfully, since I'm not getting any younger, I'm the sixties is rough. Yeah, you uh, might be in the chair. Yeah. It makes sense for me, you know, so maybe I will. I'll be like Bobby Riggs. I'll play someone who's sitting in a chair. Or That's what I'm saying. You come around. What was that guy that did the uh, chair workouts that sold him for uh, a bunch oh, of money on he TV? He went missing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. he would do the chair Ooh. work. Imagine Macron. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Well, I, there's also others, but yeah. I, certainly Richard Simmons is, was missing. We hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can underhand serve from that wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Simple. And then, is, that, is that why, you, is that why uh, Pat, you wear that sleeveless shirt? Because you're trying to model after Richard Simmons? <laughs> I wish I was as healthy and handsome, obviously. Uh, John, last question. For, but I think it is a sport that, like, for I, – I don't think, like, the tournaments were – but activity-wise, I think it is yeah, like, uh, activity casual. that is, like, very easy mm-hmm. for a lot of people to participate in. Pac-Man has a question for you. Last one here, John. We appreciate you. John, I, I totally agree with you on the athletic ability that you have to have to play pickleball, which is zero, because I haven't won a game here. Yeah, that's right. Um, this asshole have beaten me every time. The guy you said that, of course, never played has yeah. beat Pac-Man Jones runs four two eight. Yeah. I mean, that is... What's up, John? <laughs> How about that? John, you well, got Pac-Man, any... you know, he's He's very intense, so I'm surprised he's not... You know, you don't want to lose twice. I don't know if that's happened, but that's got to be Enough to make you quit or work at it. Because, you, you know, you're very intense out there on the field. It's got me working at it. So, do you got any pointers for me? There we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the right guy to ask about, you know, pointers for pickleball. You're playing for a million I, dollars next weekend, John. Figure it the fuck out, dude. What are we doing? <laughs> well, here, here's here's my advice then. Uh, you used to backpedal a lot. Forget the backpedaling part. Move forward. Okay. Get to the net as much as possible. Adam, baby, hey, it sounds like you do have pickleball figured out. That's Can't wait to point. watch you guys compete in doubles. Also happening, same weekend, amateur pickleball slam tournament. Top amateur teams of two playing on March 31st and April 1st at Plantation Central Park for a $10,000 prize. Winners of the amateur pickleball slam tournament will also have the chance to compete against... The legend. Wow. Wow. Some of these pickleballers are coming on here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, seven-time Grand Slam champion of tennis. Now, one of the faces of pickleball. Love you. John McEnroe. Yeah, Thank you, John. Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, what a beast. Just ah, so much shit talk coming out of every <laughs> yeah, answer. Johnny Mack's yeah. always going to be Johnny Mack. Dude, that was hates a, pickleball. Think about I, I mean... It certainly does feel he that way. He fucking hates hey, that. Take it away from tennis. But, but wait till he wait till he starts playing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he has not invested enough time in it. This tournament's going to force him to play and receive monetary benefit from. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he's going to realize that these tournaments are happening on a regular basis. I think he's going to get into pickleball. But we do need to stop attacking the tennis community. We need the tennis community to want to welcome in pickleball as well. Because I do feel like there's a budding... That's yeah. why I brought it up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel mean, like there is. There's a budding yeah. thing going on. It's like, whoa, tennis. Nobody's talking about the fucking French Open here, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. not, we're not talking about any of this stuff you guys got going on, but great activity, great sport that's cooking right now in the United States of America. It's been around for 60 years. I didn't yeah. know that until right there. It is. And, and he, I mean, he mentioned it. He's a volley player. So the, it could go either way. Like, he could come in and just dominate and be like, fuck it, I'm not wasting my time with this. These guys are 30 years younger. I mean, I'm beating their ass. And I played it, you know, 
two two weeks of the, uh, the last you know three months like I'm not doing this shit anymore or maybe yeah he will catch the bug and be out there every weekend well and Ty asked a good question because Federer Rafa and Djokovic who he said are the three best of all time I didn't know if like they were the three best or just the competition was as good that's why they all have over 20 grand slams um but like if there's not a new person coming up like Maybe tennis. I know the twenty. I think there's a twenty-one-year-old who's the number one ranked player in the world right now. But uh, Tyson McGuffin might just, you know, just start jump over. <laughs> Tyson McGuffin might have to go over to well, tennis. Well, that's because I was reading that, and a couple of these pickleball pros are guys who have extensive tennis backgrounds, but obviously were never good enough to play professional tennis. You know, so it's it's like, a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. Like pickleball is a lot of movement. Tennis though, those dudes are running. You have to be in a yeah. Yeah. shape to yeah. play tennis. Sliding like your joints, like oh. you, you, it's a real. They're so I think crazy. that is. It sounded like this, the consistent hate from John about pickleball yeah, he, was about the lack of athleticism and movement. Right. Mm-hmm. And they play doubles. There's smaller court. How dare you? They park the chair in the middle of the thing. Like I think he feels like it's not that active. I'm sweating out here, though, Pat. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. getting after whenever I'm running around. Yeah, I, I understood where he was coming from. Um, he used the arena football as an example. Oh, yeah, I was quite shocked. Fucking yeah, arena yeah. football is not like NFL football. You're right, but it was... Exciting there for it was. Yeah, I'm not bit. saying it, it's not exciting, but it's not like no. We the, all agree the with the caliber that. of work that you have to put in to be an NFL player. The caliber of work you have to put in to be a, be a pro tennis player is way fucking different than pickleball. Agree or. The, the sport calls for different. Yeah, yeah exactly. The sport but calls like for different things, though. and it has exploded. Like tennis has been around for a while, and it makes sense while they're doing like the Netflix Breakpoint, you know, series to kind of grow tennis and grow the characters. Because that's one of the things he said. Like, hey, it's an individual sport. You really don't know anyone outside of the Rafa, Djokovic, and Nadal because those are the only like three guys. After that, like you just said, some twenty-one-year-old is number one. In the I didn't say it. I think Tone said. Oh, Tone said that. Oh, Tone said that. I, I, baby Tone, I didn't even know that. I learned no something fucking there. idea yeah. who that is. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Hey, he's a dog. Yeah, and we but but we know who Tyson McGuffin is. You're damn right. You know, and and we just started falling falling pickleball a month a month ago. So yeah, but you know, he also said Joker's around for a while. Is he? I don't know because right. Yeah, well, depends on. Right, they won't let him play in any tournament. He's, he's 19. Pat. Oh, he's younger. Number one player is 19. How do we not know? Wait till you see him on a pickleball court. What was that? To to John's point, uh, when we first started playing pickleball, we learned the actual rules. I think everyone was less than enthused about the style of play. So you kind of took it and crafted it and created Thunderball, Thunderball. Yeah. which is a much, much different version, I think, than the actual pickleball. So I see where he's coming from there about the athleticism and everything. You kind of we kind of put f- it back into the game. Remember our first rules? Remember our, our first rules were like. A lot of jumping, flying. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is tennis. A lot of moving. Like, we're playing tennis yeah. with a pickleball thing. And then A.Q. Shipley came over, the authority on pickleball. Sure, yep. Remember, because he played at his club. Yeah, uh-huh. had his bag with him when yeah. he came over. He full on. His own, his own. You're not allowed to do that. Look it up. Look it up, okay? Like, he got, like he was getting upset about us beating him in this game that we had never played except for the day before, and he had a fucking full bag. Bracket. He's like, that's not the rules. You guys aren't even playing pickleball right now or whatever. So we looked up the rules, and we were like, Oh, they're trying to take all the athleticism basically out of, but there's strategy in there. Hey, oh, yeah. you, you can find it in there too if you start working it. There's real strategy and real sports, I think. But our game is way different. But I like the advice he gave me. He said, come up, play yeah. up, don't backpedal. And I figured that out 
by the last game. Yeah, you got to dance with the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's called it. Well, it's because it's hot in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you're up near the kitchen, it's hot uh, up there. The fumes are coming off. It's kind of what we figured out, too. It's like it, however much you buy into it, like that's how good of a workout you'll get out of it. Like if you actually like are trying to move out there and like trying to work up a sweat, you absolutely will. And if you're trying to just kind of sit back and dick around and volley, like you're – you're not going to break a sweat, and it's not going to be a very good word. That's why everybody loves it. Yeah. yeah. That's why everybody loves it as like a cardio, I think, personally. That's what it is. I think a lot of people just view it as a way to move. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm just easy. trying to move and do something without thinking that I'm moving and doing things. And it's great. They're, they're putting um, the old chicken and pickle thing yeah. Yeah, in right. here at Indiana. Genius. And we're like, yeah, we're going to go up there. Those courts are all going to be booked. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're oh, never yeah. going to be able to get on them. That place is going to be flooded. Never going to be able to get on them, ever. Everybody loves this game. It, it, you don't legit. have to be no age group. Like we, I, well, I love this game, and I googled the pickleball game, which is a little bit more easier than for this game. sure. The Thunderdome game, doubles. This is this is a real game. Yeah, that's a real deal yeah. here. Yeah, Thunderball is a real deal. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's a I'm, different ball game. I'm pretty proud of what we got here, and it's only happened because of what we had available. So you kind of just piece a game together. This is like whenever you're growing up and you just fucking make shit up. Yeah. Like this is kind of hey, it has a little bit of this, has a little bit of that. I don't want to say it's basketball, but, I mean, this is vastly different than actual pickleball. Yeah. More court to defend. The wood, fast, Mm -hmm. slick track. Mm -hmm. So these balls are coming quick. Still got to be able to work the kitchen, though. Like, the kitchen is a big deal. (laughs) Feel better about it, though, from what McEnroe just said. Well, he needs to know, does he? He would love this game, I think. I I believe he hates pickleball because of the lack of athleticism. This, you need more athleticism than in regular pickleball by far. He He, he won last in here. Pac-Man. He won't last. We were running. John Johnny freaking Mac. Uh, it don't matter. He's 64 fucking years old. There's no way he's going to last in this game with us. <laughs> now, maybe the regular pickleball, but right here, made by the Thunderball. He, he probably comes in as the number three player in the office. Who? McEnroe? Yeah. I mean, the, no the two. Way. I would assume that McEnroe would do well. Yeah. I think he would crush us. Well, in his, in his 30s. No yeah, for sure. He would love a fault. The fact that we have faults on yeah. our serves, yeah. he would love that. Get a bonus shot at it. Bingo. And underhand, what is the rule? The exact rule is the the paddle has to be lower than your wrist. Foxy yeah. and I were reading it. Yeah, paddle below the wrist when you... Yeah. And below the belly button. And below, yeah, but that too. Oh, I've been dancing with that. But I, this game, you got to run around a little bit, though. You got to move. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he's got a point. He already knows the game of pickleball. You got to get to the net. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it happen. Sunday, April 2nd, noon on ESPN. Hell yeah. At uh, Hard Rock. Down there in uh, okay. down in Hollywood, Florida. Oh, oh nice. nice! The Seminole what Hard a Party. Yeah, it's a great. There's a right by Lottie Dowdy. There's like a nice batch of bars and clubs in the back there. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, it used to be. I don't know if it still is. I haven't been there a long time. It's where that woman who was married to that really old guy passed away, Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, oh right. okay. Yeah. She passed away in there. Yeah. And uh, I think I was actually there the same weekend. Damn. Wow, wow. <laughs> Thanks. That is crazy. But it was a good time. Used to be a really good time down there. Yeah, well, we know Agassi hates this fucking game, too. Yeah, I I would wonder if McEnroe is speaking for all of tennis there or just McEnroe, because that could be the case. Yeah, I think a lot of tennis. Probably. Uh, Speaking of pickleball, I mean, you look out here, what do you see, boys? A couple new things. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a five-minute break and set this thing up because we got packed highs here. Here we go. On the other side... We're going to have our second entry into the hashtag easy carry contest that Bud Light is having on Twitter right now. All you got to do is get creative. Film yourself. 
carrying some beers to the friends or to the couch where you're going to sit down and have a beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yesterday, Ty Schmidt completed the yep. Thunder course here in the Thunderdome where he picked up five aluminum bottles. That's right. Delicious. For five people mm-hmm. here on stage. Bared a beer pong shot, went up and over the Thunderball court, did a little zigzag thingy, went over this, buried a putt, got it to all of us under 60 seconds. Unreal. Hashtag easy carry contest. There's our submission. Bud Light's given one person their favorite. Hashtag easy carry contest submission. 15 grand. Whoa. Damn. That's a lot. Do you know how much bullshit Bud Light had to go through? Or maybe not, because maybe the Anheuser-Busch company is just really cool. Do you know how much most companies would have to go through to give away $15,000 on something? Oh, endless amount of headaches. What happened? I'm just letting you know, like, we have potentially had conversations with a lot of companies about potentially giving away money, especially at that level that involves taxes, more paperwork, everything like that, and losing money from your company. Most places, it does not not fly. No. But that's like 15 grand, give it. We don't care. Get rid of it. All you got to do is just create a way of, or create a video of you carrying some beer to the to the friends or to the couch. Make it creative. They will be voting on it. Who's voting? That's a good question. Pack, are you voting? I will. Yeah, I vote. Well, there you go. <laughs> is Bud Light going to have you as a voter? I wonder. I do wonder how they'll be picking. The, the, the Clydesdales Clydesdale pick that. all their contests. The Clydesdales for Budweiser? Well, yeah. I mean, Or the Frogs coming too? They're going to do the... Oh, might yeah, be. that'd be cool. The Bud Wise. <laughs> Er. They need to bring those commercials back. Hell yeah. Bird. Bird. Wines. <laughs> er. That was 30 seconds. It cost them, what, like $4 million during the Super Bowl. Just had fucking frogs. Mm-hmm. Genius. And Genius. we're still talking still about remember, it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Shout out to Bud Light. Way to go, Bud Light. Bud is a whole. So the, <laughs> there's some conversations happening around. What's wrong, AJ? Nothing. Bill, I just worry for Bill. Hope he's doing all right. We all do. Yeah, the yeah. camera dropping was a real bummer. Pac-Man is one of Bill's biggest allies. He is. Yeah. Right. Isn't yeah. that right, Pac? Ever, literally since day one. Pac, you Pac is very smart. He knows you got to stay on Bill's side. He gets it. Yeah. Pop cool. <laughs> Bill, just said in, <laughs> Bill just said in chat, it's a humid day, sweaty hands. <laughs> Bob cool. You got Baba? Baba cool? Yeah. What you call Joey yesterday? Shit high. Shit high. Yep. Oh, oh my man. God. Sorry, Bill. Your name's Bob now. Dude, that's that's good change. Yeah, yeah. not bad. Bob I said pop. Did you oh. think I said Bob? Bob, Bob. Yeah. yeah. We were hoping you said Bob. Bob awesome. would be sweet. Bob would have been. At this point, you did. Dude, his uh, name is Bob all Bob. of a sudden. <laughs> Bobby Tubes? Oh, that was amazing. All right, let's dive in here. Uh, Pac-Man <laughs> broke some news earlier that from his source says that the D-Hop conversation behind the scenes is uh, seemingly heating up from his source says uh, five teams involved in the conversation, Falcons, Raiders, Ravens, uh, Patriots. Hell yeah. And Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pac-Man, I get everything right there? Yep. Okay, that's what his sources are telling him. Last night, D-Hop posted on his Instagram a picture of himself rolling out and uh, saying, Buffalo Soldier! With the lyrics on the screen so everybody can see. You know, you see he's kind of driving away, isn't he? Uh-huh. And he can look into the red car, too, even more like Cardinals, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. You can kind of see that whole thing. Sure. And then Buffalo Soldier is... Almost a title across the top. He'd been working out with Vaughn Miller. Mm-hmm. His sources are telling him that uh, these five teams are involved. The Buffalo Bills are one of them. 
This is an interesting little development here because if something happens sooner than later, that makes sense because the draft is coming up and people would like, you know, something in exchange that they could potentially prepare for and use to make their team better in the next phase of the Arizona Cardinals under Monty. Ossendorf Fort. One of the two. Austin Fort. Boom. We nailed it. The new general manager for the Arizona Cardinals. What are your thoughts on that? And the Buffalo Bills have potentially, it sounds like, from his Instagram story, maybe he'll do each one of those teams every single sure. night. Like tonight he'll have an Atlanta song. Ooh, well yeah. off to well, Atlanta. Yeah, well, yeah the whole mm-hmm. some Atlanta song. Shipping up to Boston. Dude, then a vague, sure. I don't know if he'll have that one. Why? I don't know that one. Well, I thought that's what you were about to say. Nah, maybe. I mean, you're right. That could be a potential. For this particular series, yes, he could do that. <laughs> Vegas one, probably going to be sick. And in Baltimore, I, I'm very pumped to see what the choice is, mm-hmm. if that is what he's doing. Mm. But feels like, right? Right? Doesn't it feel like? Feels like the Buffalo Beals are the the front runner, right? Could you imagine them with Hop? That sounds like a fucking. Out of those, when you started naming the teams, I instantly thought, yeah. I mean, I would imagine if you're D Hop, you're trying to get to Buffalo. You want to go play with Josh Allen and the rest of those stars they have. You're going to get a ton of balls. Huh. Obviously, Lamar's situation needs to get cleared up for him to get more excited about the Ravens. I would imagine, but other than that, where would he want to go? Yeah, Pack. And you talked about, you know, punditry. I think you were talking about not source. Says, but you gave your thoughts on like what he wants to do and what his mission is, right? Isn't he just wants to win this guy? Yeah, of course. And then you got to look at the, the conference and the division. Um, and I'm not just saying Cincinnati is a three head monster, but they are. Um, it takes a good group of wide receivers to be competitive on that side. Um, you look at the game, you go back and you say, How can we beat Cincinnati? You feel the Ravens? Yeah. No. Or just in general. If you're the uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Oh, gotcha. Because it's, that's what it is. Anybody, Buffalo actually. Bills, the Chiefs, and Cincinnati right now on that side. Got it. Um, so I think Buffalo, um, this would be a great move for them. This this make it a game when they play against Cincinnati now. Go ahead. I, I was told by Pac and, and Connor – and sure. other people that the Buffalo Bills were dead, so why would he go there if he wants to win? A yeah, they did both say that, didn't they? Well, That's without D Hop. Yeah, yeah. It's without D Hop, but also like Best what Pac just said, you gotta look at the division and the conference. I mean, does D Hop want to go to where Aaron Rodgers is going, where they're loading up everywhere and now there's other news that they might add more? Is people that what you guys and, are telling yourself up in New England? Oh no, what I'm telling myself up is in that New what England you guys are is saying, like, if, oh, people don't want to come because Aaron Rodgers. The big bad wolf's back in town. Is that is that people people haven't wanted to come to New England for a little bit. Okay. So we, we don't have <laughs> since to when? Like, since when? Since, since when? Cam Newton. So we don't have to act like that's uh, Oh like, Tom? Uh, well, AB came for Tom, yeah, and then thanks a lot, Antonio. But again, it hasn't been since Cam Newton. But when you look at the division as a whole, that's why it's like, okay, Bills, it makes sense. Josh Allen's unbelievable. Stephon Diggs will be the best receiver DeAndre Hopkins has ever played with. Probably for Stephon Diggs, the Is best he receiver saying? he's ever played with. Yeah, what's been going on with him? Is there, he did yeah, unfollow the Bills. He, he did unfollow the Bills, which yeah. we have to keep an eye upon. Yeah, he, yeah. Just, he just restructured. So he just restructured his contract to free up even more cap space, and they restructured Bob Miller and Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he took more guaranteed cash. Exactly. Yeah. So that feels like that's not as big of a thing, but if you are looking at those five teams, like, yeah, Baltimore, they're not top dogs in their division. Atlanta, they're not. Raiders, they're not. Patriots, they're not. The only top dog is the Bills. Be a great year to have D Hop in there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the Bengals lost a couple very key guys on defense, so that's probably another reason that's not on the list. Oh, mm-hmm. Bengals are a problem, though. They are, yeah, at offense. Hey, they're going to be able to go no matter what with Joe Burrow there. Yeah, yeah. forever. He's like Aaron. Like 
you, you automatic contenders when you got those type of guys. And how much fun is it to have those type of guys on? Like you, you can't. That's something. Ty, you tell us. Coach. How much well, fun yeah, is that it, was, to have? it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You know, and now we'll see what the other side of that's like. Well, um, it might be great too. We don't know. Okay. We have no idea. We have no yeah, clue. We have no be. clue. And Deep. he also might. You know, we'll see. Aaron Rodgers could Ty. be playing quarterback for the Packers next year. Like I have not ruled that out yet. AJ, I know what was that? What was that? AJ? I got a question for Ty. That a legit question for Ty as a Packer fan. When you, how old were you when uh, we went from Brett to Aaron? Do you remember? Uh, what year did he get drafted? Two thousand five. Yeah, so like two thousand eight or nine was when Aaron came in, right? In high school. Uh, yeah. So I was like a, a senior in high school, freshman in college. How'd, How'd you, you feel? Were you were you pissed or were you pumped for Aaron? No, I, I was pumped. I was pumped. I mean, part right, of that because you saw him in that Cowboys game, or what? I know a lot uh, of people that that was part. We don't swallow that. That was that was part of it, but also uh, towards the tail end of Favre's career, like in the playoffs, like he just like he was throwing so many picks, and it was just Likely. like, all right, it's like. He was great for a long time, but it's time to fucking move on from this guy. Smart. I think some text messages or stats uh, prove allegedly. about the yeah. picks. Mm-hmm. Like, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. I'm talking about stats. Yeah, I accidentally it. said text. That's 100 No. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. The stats. Stats. Yeah, I watched it with my own two eyes. Yeah, yeah. That's we're true. telling about his story here. We're not talking about it. We are just saying 100% football. Oh, I, was I was on the team. There was a few picks thrown. I was there. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. oh no, no, but yeah, we're just yeah, saying no, stats. A, a lot of touchdowns, too, though. A lot of touchdowns. Too. For sure. Yeah, documented. Yeah, yeah, got it. All of that. Um, what year did you graduate high school? 2009. Oh, me? No, I was at five. Yeah. College would have been at nine. Mm-hmm. How about you, high school? Oh, Man, shit. Oh, yeah, is that me? I don't know. Probably. Is that thing off? Oh, two, you graduated high school? Yeah. How about you, AJ? Same as Pack 2 Oh, nice. You did not redshirt. No. Right in there three years out. Out of there. We are going to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Planned in high school? You knew it was going to happen? Yeah. You knew you were going to the NFL immediately upon stepping? I knew I would go pro in something. I didn't know if it would be basketball and football. <laughs> one of them. That's sweet. Yeah. That's a cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Hey, listen, uh, one, one of these sports is going to pay me a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. That transition to Aaron Rodgers, though, in... in you know, Brett Favre was trending. Uh, uh, Allegedly. I, I don't even know how to have to. Sorry, mm-hmm. for All right. Sorry, mm-hmm. but have to do this. He was trending. This is just a factual fucking thing. He was trending <laughs> because a lot of people were saying, oh, this Aaron situation, because the Jets, they were going into it all. And then if you went in there and started, like, listening to Packers fans, felt like there was mixed reviews. AJ, what, what, what was it like behind the scenes going forward? Everybody was pumped for Aaron, or was there some old um, guard members that weren't exactly thrilled about how it was ending with Brett Favre? Because you could definitely see that, especially with being in an NFL locker room before. And how was it all kind of handled behind the scenes? Uh, I mean, it was it's somewhat crazy thinking back to it because I, I remember Brett was the starter my first two years there. Aaron was the backup, lighting everything up in practice. We knew how great he was. And then Brett had one of his retirement pressers where he was crying and retired. I remember that offseason watching it in Ohio. I'm like, all right, we're moving on to, to Aaron. Here we go. And then Brett wanted to come back in the players. We all knew how great Aaron was. We We were gung-ho, all ready to go. And then Brett wanted to come back. It was the fans. Like the fans, when we opened up training camp, Brett – that's when all the drama came. Brett like flew in to you know the airport. There they got footage of him getting off the plane when we're about to go have our family night scrimmage the first week of camp. All that stuff, and then we go to practice and fans were they were loud. Like they were pretty loud. I guess not like Green Bay fans are so respectful and so nice, but they definitely wanted Brett around. They definitely did. And then Aaron came in and sure, even though we, we were six ten six and ten, 
uh, Aaron's first year starting, but he right. still played really well. We gave up a ton of points. Okay, so Tiger. Well, and also just like the – I mean, I think it was like a lot of like the older Packers fans were definitely pissed and wanted uh, Favre to stay there and probably retire there. But it also made things easier because – you guys won the Super Bowl like not too long after Rodgers took over, so it was like you what know, year? Second year? Uh, 2010 season. So I think his second year starting, maybe or yeah. maybe his third. So it was like you know you saw and, and like AJ said, like even watching that first year when they went six and ten, it's like this guy's unbelievable. Like we're we're in good hands here, and then boom, they win the Super Bowl right after that, and it's like okay, made the right move. So much different. I was there when Peyton was cut, mm-hmm. and then Andrew Luck came in. Andrew had immediate success. Mm. I think that it had to happen. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I think that had to happen. Now, he didn't have as much success as Peyton. Peyton went on a couple different Super Bowls, yep. and he broke records. So a lot of Indianapolis was Broncos fans as well because Peyton brought football to the city of Indianapolis. Yeah, like that, yeah. like they weren't the Colts. So whenever he gets cut, it's it gets a little loud. It got a little loud, divisive, I think. very. It was a pretty divisively... Colts and community, and then community itself as well. So Andrew knew, and I don't know if Andrew knew this. I mean, Andrew just handles everything just like he was just like this all the time. Consummate pro. I've, he's been a professional. He was so good, man. He was so good. I remember yeah. like playing against him and watching him on film. I'm like, geez, they're going to pay this dude a billion dollars when he's out there his rookie deal. Dude, you know, he, they did. I actually tweeted about that. Almost, I got fined for it because Tannehill <laughs> got some deal. Yeah, I forget what Tannehill. I forget what Tannehill's deal was. And then I put out a tweet like, if Ryan Tannehill is getting that, we've already been at the AFC Championship. Andrew Luck has already done everything. They're going to have to give Andrew a percentage of the fucking team. Mm -hmm. Like, if this is what quarterbacks are already starting to get, because the thought that quarterbacks are going to start getting ridiculous amounts of money has been talked about for a long time. Like, long, eating up a lot of the salary cap. Like, that has been talked about for a long, long time. But Andrew had to be good quick. And I think what, what happened with Aaron there, Two years in, they're winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Andrew is very good. I guess Jared Goff. You have less time now, don't you think? You have less time to prove that you're the man now. If you have one iffy year, they might be drafting a dude right away. I'm trying to think about when a guy has left in the team. I guess Patriots is the only situation where a guy has left and a guy stunk that was in the next one, but like that wasn't. Yeah, it was a little the, different just because we brought in Cam. Like The immediate after Jets. Tom was a guy from outside. The Jets Cam. who? When they trade who? You said they sucked. No, no, after, I'm saying like after a team after loses franchise. a guy, like like Seattle, for instance, they trade away Russell Wilson. Yeah. And then Geno comes in and has, leads the fucking NFL. Yeah. It's like that's so a we much. thought they were dead. Jeez. Everyone thought Seattle was dead this year. That's Jeez, a Alex much easier Smith, transition. Like, yeah, bingo. Go ahead, Tone. Chiefs, Alex Smith, and Mahomes. That, that one worked out. And Alex Smith had an MVP like season the year before. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like his best season he's ever had. And then they're like, yep, actually. We're moving on. Yeah. Tommy Maddox to Ben Roethlisberger. Bingo. Go win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Opposite would be Drew Brees. The Saints have not been good since Drew Brees has left. Okay, so in my head I was trying to rally yeah. to find a spot. I guess yeah. that would be the – We'll see with the Bucks now with Baker. With Tom, Tom, Tom leaving. leaving. <laughs> That's interesting because, like, results-oriented business, we're going to find out. And in a lot of the situations, the next generation has done good in these yeah. types of things. Yeah. Jordan Love has certainly showcased that he could be. When's the deal getting done? AJ, what's the... I mean, what's the... Is there any reason for it to happen right now? There's no deadline we're looking at. You can at least plan, like, the draft. Uh, like, yeah. You know, like, there's some things you could certainly... I would assume both sides want it done, right? Yeah, Schefter said uh, that they have not talked this week. Yeah, so I don't know if you're... But don't you think the trade the Jets made yesterday trying to pick up draft capital, like, that's clearly like, hey, we're this is 
either going to be used for whatever we give up or like this is going directly to the Packers to try to get us Aaron and and, and this thing. I certainly think so. I I think it was something. But also, like, the earlier you do something, the more planning, the more information, the more flexibility you have. Like, Mm -hmm. we're all just assuming, like, first night draft night because, like, that is the deadline. But there has to be some sort of positive that comes up in conversation when they're discussing the situation where it's like, yeah, and if we have that $60 million off of our cap right now, we can also restructure this. We can do this. Like, there's just so many in the Jets. Like, all right, we got our guy. We can start doing our stuff. We don't have these picks. Packers, okay, we have these picks now. We can kind of bounce through mm-hmm. what we want to do with them, maybe move them. It's like we all assume first night draft. Are you hearing that? Yeah, I just yeah. heard that again, yeah. What is it, I wonder, you think? All this stuff's off. That usually happens if someone's phone is too close to a mic. Oh, uh, maybe it's this. This mic's off. No, I don't think it just happened again. You're moving yours. We'll get it figured out someday. Okay. Eventually. That was the first oh. time in a while. We've been pretty good. Yeah. I feel like our audio has been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. ever since Z and that guy fixed it. Jake is his name. Jake. Yeah, Jake the Snake. You probably didn't hear his name because you were too busy potting. No, no, I was board. probably too busy trying to figure out when the breakfast boys were coming in without being told. This guy was told we had an early tea time today. And okay. He potting. He didn't let words we, into his ears. We cannot lie to the people about this. We talk about, you know, being a very transparent show. We cannot lie to the people. We cannot tell them. I was thinking about Foxy. Did we tell him? Okay. We definitely told him. Uh, everybody respected. that was at the situation, <laughs> That's funny, vote hey. on whether or not you thought it. <laughs> okay. I, all in favor that we did tell him, say aye. 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 Oh, a bunch of people. All said, opposed, say okay. nay. Nay. Okay. So sure. we're a democracy. That's a, that's a great point. Let's go to the only other person this week that was coming in for morning, you know, pickleball. It was Gertie. Gertie, you're back there. Were you told, Gertie, this mo- that this morning was going on? You're supposed to arrive at 7? I didn't know about the early tea time. Gertie was making Yes, thank you. That's actually horse shit. I don't know what you're trying to do, Gertie. I was sitting right over there when Pat told you Boom. about the morning. Yeah, Boom, we just got done playing yesterday. Listen, and I he said, said it's going to be an early tea time tomorrow. I was, I was told. And Tone was a morning. He's a morning. He was told. Okay. Ty was even told. Not normally a morning. I hear a lot of pole grease. I don't hear a lot of honest truth being told. Right. What are you talking about, Paul Grease? I'm the most mean? honest guy you mean? know. No, exactly it's getting jacked off right, right now. Yeah. Is your memory of the whole situation? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of Paul Grease, and I have to just sit in the middle of it and no. just be the one. Oh, you're skiing. You're the one. What we want to let you know is we missed you this morning. That's what we're saying. That's not what you're saying. And you're taking offense. You're taking offense to it. That's not what you're saying. AJ, this is disgusting what we got to go. Is he invited anymore? Is he invited to the morning sessions anymore? He was today. Yeah, he didn't show up. No, and didn't I, show I, I did up. not get invited. I did not get invited. Let's okay. move on. John McEnroe says this sport doesn't matter anyways. But <laughs> yeah. I thought he was promoting pickleball something. He was. He yeah, was. Yeah, dude. Uh, that was yeah, that's how he it. does it. Yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how he does it. He's not going to fool. First of, its, in a first of its kind event mm-hmm. featuring four American tennis icons, John McEnroe, Andre Agassi, Andy Roddick, and Michael Chang. The four legends will compete in the fastest growing sport in America, pickleball, for a $1 million per, uh, purse. Broadcast live on ESPN on April 2nd at noon Eastern from Hard Rock Live at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Additionally, yep, you get it. Uh-huh. $100,000. Winning, winning team gets a million dollars? Yeah, dude. Yeah, pretty sweet. That's why I John McEnroe yeah, w- said it was too good of an opportunity to pass up. <laughs> yeah. All right? Yeah. I don't like the sport. Nobody's moving. 
Don't really have to be an athlete. They're giving me a million bucks if I fucking win. I guess I'll do it. It's kind of what he said. I love that he won heel in the promotion of this whole thing. Pickleball people booing McEnroe or chirping McEnroe would be an awesome thing if it took place. Well, that's what we were talking about is like tennis guys having, you know, a rivalry with pickleball guys. Like these pickleball pros have to be fucking pissed because they are not playing for a million bucks in those tournaments. I know that for a fact. Like the, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a pro and I'm, and I just won, you know, like a singles title and I, you know, got ten grand and a hundred dollar gift card to Chicken and Pickle or whatever that mm-hmm. fucking restaurant. Hey, is. place is awesome. I heard yeah, it's awesome. I heard Chicken and Pickle is awesome. It's coming to Indiana. Hey, welcome to Indiana. And Woo. then you got McEnroe, who you know is just he's trashing our sport, <laughs> and they're gonna let him play for a million bucks next. He's week. gonna have to earn it. He's sixty four. Yeah. He's gonna yeah. have to earn it. Yeah, I think he's just going in there heel. What's your over under that he cuts some cuts the ref out? Because I'm quite sure they don't have fucking replay. There's no way. Yeah, you're right. You, they're you not gonna have laser. Gonna get, right, they ain't gonna have laser. You think it get that intense for a million dollars? Yeah, I yeah. Smashes some paddles. I feel like old Joey Macker knows what what the deal is here. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's trying to build up a little bit of angst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to give Who's back. Who's his teammate? Michael Chang. Yeah. Ooh, okay. He's talking shit on Agassi. Yeah, he hates Agassi. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he alluded to that at all. He said if Agassi wants to fucking hang out on the back line, good luck. Yeah. He said that's where he made all his hay. He said, I made it up at the net front court. He said, that's kind of the game. Oh, is he calling that soft? Is he saying it's soft what Agassi played? Bingo. He said in pickleball he's in trouble. Yeah, basically mm-hmm. said that. And then he said Roddick serve, like, can't serve it overhand. Sorry about it, pal. So his serve was a big advantage. He's like, don't have that anymore. Negated. <laughs> so McEnroe has been studying. I think he's going to be ready. I'm excited that he's going in there. Heel. I will watch though. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at yeah. the TV right now. Bryce Young is jogging, warming up. Ooh. I believe his pro day is today. Speaking of pro days, yesterday C.J. Stroud had his pro day at Ohio State. I believe the general Bob Carpenter was in attendance, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why he performed so damn well. There was a video that surfaced on the internet afterwards that makes everybody believe with that number one pick. Dick. CJ's going to Carolina. Listen to what Josh McCown, who is now the quarterback coach for the Carolina Panthers, says to CJ Stroud on his way out of the pro day. Jim Caldwell, legend. Run it well, bro. That was great. Owner of the fucking team there. Good day. We'll find a court. Uh, it's right here. Come on. Okay. Well, no, I got to do a little Charlotte. We'll find a court. Uh, when you, right. when you live in Charlotte, we'll find a court. Whoa. Josh kind of knew what he was doing. There's fucking cameras right yonder. Mm-hmm. Right there. You know, and Josh is going to have to be the guy who's going to battle with the quarterback as the quarterback coach. Quarterback coach, very important role, especially for a rookie quarterback that's going to be a superstar phenom in everybody's eyes. Mm-hmm. I think that was a massive statement. Are we reading too far into it? The owner daps him up. Jim Caldwell's in the in the circle. Frank Wright's there. Josh McCown's there. When you live in Charlotte, he's saying, C.J. Stroud's going number one. Is that what you're hearing out of the, uh, the pro day yesterday, A.J. Hawk? It sure, it sure seems that way when you see the owner there and everyone. Like it, it does make sense, but also this could be a giant smokescreen because oh. are they watching Bryce Young right now? Yeah, that's after that workout that we saw some highlights. I was wondering if like everyone they go to, they're like, okay, we're taking, we're taking this guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. bingo. Yeah, probably. Good they play. Might feel that way. Yeah. Good play by Ohio State getting in there first. So now they judge everybody off of what yep. CJ Stroud just did, which was ball. I mean, he looked incredible at his pro day. Pack, what are your thoughts on that interaction there, and what happens at number one with the Carolina Panthers? I think it's so. It's a, it's a done deal. Um, normally, when the quarterbacks are that good and that high, um, they already have their eyes on the guy. 
Um, you normally don't slip if, if they like this guy for the owner. The, the owner, yeah, the owner, to the pro, pro day. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the owner never goes to the pro day. Yep. So for the owner to be there and the whole staff, as far as yeah. offensive Lee, I think it's a done deal. Couple things here quickly. Uh, it was reported by Dave Calabro here, uh, NBC affiliate WTHR. Good guy, sports guy, local guy. Been around the Colts a long time. He reported yesterday, I believe, that Colts had one person believe that's at, what he tweeted. at the Pro Day. We think that, that was he was the only person that said that. We do not know if that's 100% true, but Calabro would be a guy that would have that information. Great hair on that fucking guy, too. Paisano's got great fucking hair, Calabro. <laughs> there was only one person there. All of Indianapolis goes like, aren't we in the market for a quarterback? Yeah, why would we only have, him. Why would we have one person? What are your thoughts on that? And also, what happened to your Pro Day? So, yeah, at my Pro Day... Um, it was like the top 10 teams there. Um, nobody that was up under the 10th pick wasn't there. No big deal. Yeah, you know. So um it worked out, boom, boom, boom. But it was only like the top six teams because other teams didn't think they had a shot. I don't think the Colts have a shot of getting CJ. That's that's it's nowhere in the hell that he, he slips all the way down to three. Yeah, which is where we would have to go to get a quarterback. Yeah, we would have to go. trade up to three, right. which would have to be another play, which is why I think a lot of Colts fans are like, we're not even looking to think if we should make him make a play if he's going to be there. But how many how many Titans people were there when I, for your pro day? Oh, it was only one. So that's what mm. – I think that is something that's interesting. Like, whenever they're able to, you know, take that top 30 visit and they have them in their own building yes. and facility, I think that matters a lot more, AJ. Am I right as yeah. a top five pick in the NFL? I think you're right because they want to get you like one-on-one, what you're like when you're not around anybody else, get you in the room, get you on the board, do all the stuff you did for like 15 minutes at the combine. They want to get you with a full day, maybe take you to dinner, actually see like, hey, is this dude, does he have a presence about him? Is he a leader? How's he going to fit in this locker room? Like they're just doing all their homework. And at the combine, he had the greatest throwing performance that Daniel Jeremiah has seen in a long time. Yeah. So I guess you could, if you had eyes on him at the pro day when he's doing different throws and different things with wide receivers that he knows and timing and everything, you could see what else he does. I think it's just understood probably by a lot of people like, hey, the guy can fucking and throw the football. Yeah. yeah. So I, for going forward here in these pro days, I don't think we should automatically just panic if a team doesn't seem to have as much interest because it doesn't mean anything. And literally, Pac-Man is sitting right here, number six overall pick. Titans only had one person at the workout. Yeah. The other thing, too, with Stroud is the movement. Like, I know we talk about this all the time with, you know, sports books. They have shit. That was a terrible throw. That's, that, that, that's the, the he's tweet about the one scout. Okay. I'm joking. Look at him just fucking right. Casual. Like, boom. Mm. In a bucket, dude. He's on in person, too, when you watch him play, which I assume a lot of the guys got to see at the combine when he was working out. Thankful he threw, too. Yeah. yeah. Threw at the combine. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to throw at the combine. Threw at the combine. Other people in the past in his position wouldn't have thrown at the combine. Throws at the combine. When we got to see him at that Georgia game, Peach Bowl, you look at him, you're like, Holy fuck, yeah. that's a Sunday guy. That's yeah. the dude. Like, I guess that is something that could happen at the pro day. You know, I guess that's another thing that can take place. But I feel like everybody already has that feeling about CJ. I might be misreading it, though, AJ. Yeah, I mean, they probably just want to make sure if, like, if it's Carolina and they, they're pretty sure they're going to take him number one, they just want to spend as much time as they possibly can around him and anyone else they're considering if there's, you know, any red flags or whatever pop up. But that's the thing. No matter how – there's guys that can spin it every single year. How do you know this guy is going to transition to the next level and be a star, be your franchise guy? It's just there's no science. It's all – yeah, there's luck involved. It's Goldman crazy standard. how it works. Well, there's the right. Goldman standard, obviously, mm-hmm. a test right. that has come, oh, yeah. come out over the last – but I think the brain <laughs> is the biggest part that they're trying to figure out. So I wonder if at a pro day with how many people there are, some people don't view it as a way to necessarily get in there. But I will say 
the Carolina Panthers having their owner there, head coach, senior consultant, quarterback coach, mm-hmm. all in a presence. That was a statement. There was a reason for that. Was that to show CJ, like, hey, we're invested, we're heavily invested? Was that to show the world we're heavily invested in CJ? And what will it look, at, uh, look like at Bryce Young's pro day? I guess we'll find out literally in moments. And to all your points, like, obviously the combine was here and CJ threw here. They could be like, yeah, how many times do we have to throw? see this guy throw? He can fucking throw. He's really good. Yeah, and the other thing, too, with uh, them trading up to one. Like, the owner, I didn't think about that. Him being there is that big of a deal. He probably wants to know, like, hey, I just gave away my best player that was on my roster going into the offseason with DJ Moore, and I mortgaged the entire future on this guy. Like, I at least want to see him because he wasn't here for the combat. Do they do dinners and shit at these pro days? Like, what what, what are the meetings like? Yeah. Yeah. There's videos. There's there's pictures, guys, of... Tweeted out having dinner with coaches and stuff. So that's probably a big deal for the owner. Yeah. Like, hey, let's go do dinner with this guy that I'm potentially going to invest millions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, was having dinner at Jeff Ruby's where you went before game day uh, with a couple of the linemen from Ohio With State. both tackles in the center. Yeah, we're getting the big boys. Let's go, baby. Did they – yeah. shout out to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, look at Tomlin chilling. I don't know if, if that's the same table we were at at Ruby's. You think it was? No. Yeah, it no, was. It's like a, that's a back little room deal. Oh, we were not in there? Yeah, it's like the Buckeye Room, they call it. Oh, the Buckeye Room. Got to be formal. That's that room. Uh, I don't know if you saw wow. it. General Bob, uh, Alice Cooper, stopped by General Bob's birthday dinner uh, in that room, actually. He of tweeted course. it out. Of course, I have seen that. Uh, we all have seen Alice Cooper show up at General mm-hmm. Bob Carpenter's mm-hmm. birthday yep. in that Buckeye Room at Jeff Ruby's. I don't know if we were in there. I do know that I was with Kirk Herbstreet. And we ordered three Herb Street rolls. Uh-huh. Boom. And they were delicious. Do you remember how delightful those Herb Street rolls were? That was I great. think there's a Herb Street steak, too, as well. Oh, this uh, fucking oh, guy. Oh, this guy's steak. got a whole menu out there. Old Herb. He's got a uh, Hyde Park, a nice steakhouse. There's a, a Herb Street steak there as well. Legend. Ah, yeah. Unreal. Absolute yeah. legend. But I think those dinners are like a, a very vital thing for some particular people. I would assume the owners, because that's like a happy hour situation. Let's have some food. How's this person eat? What do they order? Like, there's probably some people that are like, all right, let me see how this human is as an operator in public. See how he I'm- treats the how he treats the waiters and everyone else as well like that's a big thing you want to see reaction whenever you walk into a restaurant of person with people you know mm-hmm. like there's so many little things that can pop up that you can get a glimpse at the human whenever you're out and about at a place you know that's a little bit less structured and scripted so maybe that's why the panthers were there but i enjoy the fact that that's getting utilized to f- kind of figure out if a guy's a guy or not i also want to know how the dinner works because last year tomlin and the Steelers got to have dinner every night with whoever the top quarterback was whatever pro day they were getting like does does tomlin because he's been a coach for 18 years or whatever have first pick of the players he wants to go to dinner with the night before over the other coaches and teams yeah you gotta get in ahead of time like those people mm. that schedule their trips like nine months out <laughs> so they have all the amenities already what? taken whenever yep. you get there i'm quite sure the agent taking care of that these agents know like ballpark range mm-hmm. uh where the guys are getting picked like i'm not going Excuse my, fr- I'm not fucking going to eat with I can't the Steelers you. if they are the fucking last pick of the draft, and I expect it to go top five, and the Colts have the number three pick. I'm gonna go eat with the top five teams. Hey man, I know y'all like me, but that don't make sense for me. Yeah, bad business, yeah. waste of time, bad time management. I uh, there was a player that. Uh, yeah, so Andrew was supposed to go number one. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, to the Colts. But it was a question. Is it going to be RG3? Yeah. Is it going to be Andrew Luck? For six years since his high school days, it was Andrew Luck. He's going to be the number one overall pick. 
Andrew Luck's going to be the number one overall pick. We get to the time. There was a whole – people thought we sucked for luck. Mm-hmm. Remember, suck for yeah, luck campaign jerseys. was like out there. Obviously, we did not – players did not want to put shit on film, but that was like a narrative. And then before the draft, they're like, will the Colts take RG3? It's like, what the fuck happened for the last 10 years and last season and everything like that? I was so confused. I, I was just – we like – hey, RG3, we know – like, hey, you're your thing, but like – as a player in the locker room, I'm like, what do we even what, – what, what could have changed, you know? What could have possibly changed? So Andrew was in on his visit. I see him or whatever. And I'm like, what do you got next? And I tell him, he goes, I got to go to Washington. He said, number two. I'm yeah. like, why the fuck are you going to – why are you – he's like, oh, I got to go meet, uh, you know, the front office. And he was like, just taking it as a professional. I was so flustered. I was like, so is there a chance? We're not, like, have you not been told yet? Like, what do we – what are we even talking? Like, do you think the guys know? When did they find out? When did you find out you were going to go five? Did you know you had a chance you were going to go there? When do you think these guys find out beforehand? Well, when you're the number one pick, a lot of times they have the, the deal already done before they draft him. Like, they've already started working on the contract back in the day. <clears throat> I think Baker was like that, wasn't he? Didn't they, like, have a the, deal already? Or, I don't know if it was four, Baker. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was him and Sam, Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. How about you? Did you know you were going to uh, end up at Tennessee, and did they tell you that? Coach Fisher told me, he's like, if you're there at five, you're not going. I mean, if you're there at six, you ain't going past six. Then AJ almost got drafted by Sean Payton at two. At two, but instead it was Mario Williams Williams drafted instead of Reggie Bush mm-hmm. to the Houston Texans because they had to tackle Peyton Manning, and Reggie didn't have any sacks in college. None. So right. Charlie Casserly <laughs> took mm-hmm. Mario Williams, and Sean Payton was sitting there about to draft AJ Hawk, and he says, fucking Reggie Bush is here? <laughs> I'm going to take okay. Reggie Bush, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you slide all the way. Oh, it's a fly. Wow. Yikes. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Man, what, a, what a terrible night in the green room for AJ. In that suit, too? You know, yeah. yeah. His day. Hey, I got to meet with uh, Jeff Fisher and the Titans. We had the third pick that year. That's when they took Vince Young. I got to meet Jeff Fisher and take a visit to Tennessee. And I walked into his office. He had his boots up on the desk. He's sitting there, and he's like, yeah, well, he's like, we're taking a quarterback. So I'm just telling you, I like, just want to be honest with you. But I appreciate you coming out here. <laughs> what a life, man. I loved him, though, because I got to go with Dave McGinnis, the linebacker coach, took me to a barbecue spot, got to tour everything. Like, that was a, it seemed like a fun organization to play in. Hey, here's a great city that I'm I definitely not playing in. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee's cool. Yeah. Could have spent this day doing literally anything else, but hey, great to get a little barbecue. Yeah, I like that. You would have bought raw lamb back then there. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, right. it wasn't blowing up yet. All right, let's talk about raw land. Let's talk about a situation that is obviously brewing in Green Bay and in the New York Jets facility in New Jersey, Mm -hmm. I do believe. So that trade is obviously, in our eyes, going to happen. Everybody is just assuming that a trade's going to happen between the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets for Aaron Rodgers to be a New York Jet, be their starting quarterback next year, although it hasn't been finalized as of this moment. We assume it's going to be draft night. Could happen anytime, though. All lives would be better if the deal got done earlier. The New York Jets have already made moves to acquire more draft capital to potentially lure the deal into getting finished. Assu- optically, that's what it looks yeah, like. Doing right. top five lists on the AFC, including air. Boom. That's a, that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeff Darlington, who can spin a fucking uh, thing. He was, oh, a waiter, was a server at one point because mm-hmm. he, he can spin shit on his finger. We saw it live this morning. Yep. Like, Seat cushion. On GitHub. He was spinning. He, sp- he spun a little thing. 
Then he spun a little bigger thing. Oh. Then he spun a little bigger thing. Was he in the thing. circus or something? No, I think it was just a server. Like, I think those servers, whenever you're at a place and you're not doing anything, you're fucking bored. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> just fucking around. I think, like, there's been a lot of servers that I've met that have that ability. Yep. Yeah. And every time they do it, it is a crowd pleaser. Oh, yeah. It is a crowd pleaser. Cool. It's like a circus act happening right in front of your fucking eyes while everybody's incredibly intoxicated mm-hmm. at a party. It's like, holy shit, this oh. guy's got superpowers. <laughs> and then you try to do it, and it ain't happening. It's not something you're going to learn in like four minutes. And how how long are you going to try, you know, whenever you're at a social gathering and intoxicated? Probably about 30 seconds. Right. They master it, though. Oh, yeah. They're crushed. It is a weapon. If you're a young, I would recommend figuring that one out. Always hits at a party. Mm-hmm. Always hits. Darlington did it this morning on GetUp. Darlington also said that. I thought that was going to be him spinning. Me too. I thought, I thought uh, we had a I video. No way. No way. I was like, I, in my head, I was running. Should we run this? We're going to get a strike. Oh, I, yeah. I was. There was an equation happening in my head for how much it was going to cost mm-hmm. versus what the pop was going to be out of it. You know, <laughs> the little pros and cons situation. Mm-hmm. But Darlington spins some shit on GetUp this morning and then spins a conversation back into the convo about. Odell Beckham Jr.? What? Here's Jeff Darlington on Get Up This Morning. Okay, so they got a receiver. Is OBJ still a possibility? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that's the most important thing, I think, about this conversation is the fact that just because you see this wide receiver room continuing to shift does not mean that they are done work. Oh. We should very much consider Odell Beckham Jr. still on the table as an option for the New York Jets. In fact, we can go even further to say that both sides would still like to see this done. Financials still in the way of actually finalizing this thing. But I th- still think that Odell Beckham Jr. will wind up with the New York Jets. Wow. Okay, so Darlington's been around a long time. That is a, hey, he's going to the Jets. This sounds like an Aaron Rodgers type thing. Like, both sides plan on getting a deal yeah. done. The next step is Odell Beckham Jr., McCole Hardman, Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall is back in the backfield, and then Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Ooh. The Jets are fucking working right now. Yeah. AJ, your thoughts on hearing that about OBJ, which we kind of linked, right, because – Mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner alluded to yep. package mm-hmm. deals happening if Aaron comes on his Twitch stream yeah. alongside Garrett and Brees Hall yep. mm-hmm. while they were burning the cheese head. And Aaron's list. And then there was a FaceTime the next day. Sauce was talking to OBJ before his mm-hmm. workout. And then Diana Rossini uh, got information of a list of players that were obviously talked about between Aaron and the Jets. She said it was a demand list. Aaron said that was not the case at all, but there was certainly conversation about a lot of players. And Odo Beckham Jr.'s name was on there. So it's a lot of smoke here that OBJ's going to the Jets, and it seems like it's kind of come back into the conversation cycle because Darlington said it's going to happen. How do you feel? Holy shit, look at this weapon. Look at this weaponry that Aaron potentially has in New Jersey, New York area. Holy fuck. I mean, before they've even, like we've, before they've signed anybody else, before they've done any of this, they still had a very explosive offense, I feel like. The fact mm-hmm. that they're doing this, making all these moves, Brees Hall is going to be healthy again. The guy is an absolute stud. Um, it would make sense, yeah. And didn't Aaron even say on here after he said, obviously, I did not make a demand list, but he said, who wouldn't want to play with Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'd love to. Like, yeah, sounds great. And it sounds like whatever Darlington, whoever he's talking to, Sounds like they've pretty much agreed to a deal, and now they're just trying to come up with the numbers. Figure out the financials. Pack, what does this do for an offense? Odell still got it? Yeah, I think Odell still got it. But what does this do for the division? Um, first, it put the Patriots in dead fucking last. Come okay. on, dude. Right. Oh, no. no. Let's talk about the it does. without this. Would you, like to bet it Would you bet that you're betting that uh, Patriots coming fourth Bill in the division? Let's just say D-Hop goes to the Bills. Could Let's happen. say Odell, go, oh, I mean Odell. Odell go to the Jets. Miami has some weapons down there. They can compete. 
it leaves nothing for the Patriots. Oh, no. Look, I mean, it, absolutely. But Dead last yeah. in the division, that's what you're saying? We're in a better situation this year than last year. We won eight games, and, you know, let's just say— Won two, eight games. Let's just say let's just say Tua, you know, gets slammed to the ground by Vaughn Miller. Well, don't say that. You're going to end up on a mountain. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll end up on the mountain, but those people who are making those mountains, they're wondering the same thing. <laughs> it, it is interesting, though. The AFC East has all of a sudden gotten very popular, very yes. big-named, and very— like talent riddled. Yeah, top heavy. All over the place. The Jets getting into the game. The Jets having the second best odds to win the division is crazy. Congrats to Jets fans. Yeah. Unreal. You know, our guy Greeny will send our T's and P's to. He had a heart um oh. procedure. Yeah. Yes. Ablation. Yes. yes. Oh. Wow. What's that mean, AJ? What's that mean? I honestly I don't know. Me neither. Sounds serious, though. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was happening. I don't think any of us did until his wife, Stacy, told everybody that he's in recovery or whatever and then put out what's going on. Greeny, hey, we love Greeny. you, pal. Miss you, Greeny. Greeny. How about his heart, though, actually getting so Couldn't potentially worked up here? Yeah. Because he yeah. is on, you know, the eve of this Jets team being relevant, notable, and potentially very fucking good yep. and having everything that you need to be a good football team in 2023. Now, Two of those deals are not completed. Yeah. It's all just assumed, which is wild in the NFL because you never know what could take place. But that's a good time to be a Jets fan. We're happy yeah. for them, aren't we, Ty? Yeah. Ty, aren't we happy for those Jets fans? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I've I've come to terms with this weeks ago. So, I, you know, I'm not crying over spilled milk anymore. It, it is what it is. And it'll also be pretty cool because it does seem like Rodgers and Odell have kind of been two ships passing in the night for quite some time right now. Like, uh, you know, he's been available a couple different times and like, the Packers have kind of always been in on him, but they were never going to pay him what he was owed and what he deserved. So, like, it was just never going to happen. And it will be really, really cool to watch those guys play together if this does end up happening. He, Odell Beckham Jr., said, I don't know who'd say $20 million. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? That's what he said. It's a lot of money. I, I think that's what he said, right? He said, I'm just not taking, I mean, what I was offering. Yeah, yeah, I'm not taking four. Come on now, in between, right? Four, yeah, yeah. Four, 20, four, 15. Yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, let's go in between here. I bet the whole pot. Let's go ahead and get that whole thing. Like, uh, that is something that I think was a narrative that was being built so that fan bases wouldn't expect Odell Beckham Jr. to come to their team because he would be too expensive. Mm-hmm. He came out and said that is not the case. Then there was reports that he did ask that at one point, and then now has since changed. It's like, well, that's business. Like, yeah. Who cares hey, if he asked that? What do you mean? Of course, you got to start high. What bingo, yeah. Like, I was asked by a platform, you know, like, so what are, what are you thinking for? And it was a, yeah. a long, I'm like, Four hundred million a year, I think. Like yep. that would be. Let's start there. Let's start five hundred. Yeah, yeah. five hundred million. Like I am not. You know what I mean? Like I am not going to go ahead and be the one that puts the number on this. But like, that's a tactic that could easily be used in negotiation, just to kind of kick the ball, punt the ball back into the other place, just to see where they're at, to see if it's a reality, if you're thinking about it, or if you're even in the same ballpark. Yeah. So maybe it's that, but that's what negotiating is. Like that's how. That's literally how it works out. So people holding that against him, he was asking for twenty at some point. It's like, should I ask for fucking thirty? Like, yeah. What are we even? What are we even talking about here? Because I'll tell you what, the NFL's negotiators, they're going to whittle that on down. Yeah. They are going to whittle that on down if you want to get a deal done. That's just kind of how it goes. Well, and like no disrespect to like any of these free agent receivers that have been signed this year, and like I know Odell has had injury history and everything, but like he's in a different class than the guys who have been getting paid this offseason. And, yeah, they're younger, and a lot of them haven't had, you know, torn ACLs, multiple or whatever, but, like... Dude, it's Super Bowl. He's going to be the MVP. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The last time we seen him play, it's a long time ago, and injuries can change everything, and father time does obviously do that. And will he play a full season? I don't think any team's expecting 
17 games out of Odell Beckham Jr. He's a fucking Ferrari, okay? There's some times where a Ferrari runs over a pothole and all of a sudden there's like a little tweak and it's like, well, we can't drive it every single day. Like, I think it's a very expected thing. Like, okay, we get 13, 14 good regular season games out of Odell Beckham Jr. And then when the playoffs come around, Odell is going to be Odell. Like, that's why teams are loading up on weapons because it's damn near impossible to keep everybody healthy for a 17-game season at a position that's going to take hits naturally and also very high speed. So, like, muscles and joints. You're talking about shit getting kind of tweaked. So, I, I, I think, like... I still think Odell got this is a different conversation than the Cam Newton conversation. Wait for it. It's a vastly different conversation than Cam Newton. I guess people can point out like how he didn't have success in Cleveland or whatever. It's like as soon as he got to LA, he scored a touchdown every fucking game. Every fucking game he scored a touchdown. His hands are the size of this fucking computer somehow. I I I don't he's he's a remarkable talent. And he's also saying, like, I'm not taking four million. Like Six million, seven million, eight million bucks for ten. Ten million bucks for Oda. That's a running back franchise tag. Yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah. that is that is very feasible, I think, for a lot of people. And if he goes to a team that has a chance in a big market, that OBJ fever is going to be loud. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be all the way back. Just back. for the sake of argument, like let's say he does go to New York, like they the way they've been lo- loading up to, if everything goes like it should, and Rodgers goes there, et cetera, et cetera, like they'd probably be okay. Like, hey, if you need to take ten weeks off, like. That's fine. Yeah. Come back, play week eleven, be ready for the playoffs. Like we don't, we don't need you to be out there for seventeen games. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect fit for him, though. That way, work management. You know, he don't have to carry the whole load. The Jets are stacked right now, and the running back they have, he's getting the ball twenty five times a game. Um, Aaron's not scared to do that either. Yeah. Aaron, the last, if you start looking up Aaron's numbers, like when was the last time he threw for four hundred yards? It's yeah. like, no, he like he enjoys. The takes with the defense, the chess play um, action bombs are a big part of his, his, you know, and Brees is a guy. But think about yeah. having um, Garrett Wilson having OBJ in the room, mm-hmm. like just little things, like out of breaks, like yeah. hey, set up for this. Like it's a, I think it's a bonus for everybody. All parties are. I'm happy to hear they want to uh, get a deal done. You're happy to hear the Patriots are going to be dead last in the division. Oh, sounds like just yeah, my buddy does. over here. He's been talking about the Patriots. I'm saying they're not making any moves. Um, that's my point. They need a receiver. Can they score points? Can the Patriots score points? Right. They need a receiver. Well, they have an OC this year, so that'll help. Yeah, we have an OC. We've we've added on the offense. We've added Gasicki, who we're not going to use as a tight end. He's going to be our number one receiver on the outside. Like that's just the reality. Of the so situation. many gritty Gasickis. Oh. Yeah, so a ton of Gasicki gritties. Gritty Gasickis, of course. Hunter Henry's still <laughs> Dude, in the it's, middle. It's gritty Gasicki City up there. Boom. This year, yeah. and who's the mayor? Mac Jones. Bro. You're goddamn right. Don't forget Josh Smith. Who's the quarterback right now? You know, Mac Jones. You sure? Who? Is Bailey oh, Zappi there? Who? Mac Jones. Bailey Zappi. Happy hey, hold on. Too. What happened? I heard a quote that there uh-huh. was. Yeah, from McCordy. Yeah. Because yeah. Mac Jones is trying to come back from uh, ankle surgery without getting, the t- or without getting the ankle tightrope surgery. He's trying to come back in three weeks, and he just wasn't healthy. So they threw him out The there. boys are like, pal, guy. Yeah, like, why would we put you out there when we just won two games and blowouts with Zappy? So obviously, yeah, there was something going on. I mean, on. that would never get said like, about Andrew Luck whenever he was coming back from injuries or whatever. It was like, yeah, just fucking roll him out there 30% if he wants to play. No, never, but we didn't cut uh, Tom Brady to draft Mac Jones. But at the same time, when you look – 
we offered Tom Brady $60 million. He said, no, that's a much different situation. But when you look at what happened with New England last year, it's impossible not to say a ton of it had to do with Patricia and Judge. I mean, there was a quote that Mac Jones would ask what to do, if, or at least ask, have some sort of play audible if they're bringing or showing some sort of pressure. And the coach literally said, we'll get to that when we see it in a fucking game. So he wouldn't even give him any game plan. And this is a kid who comes from Alabama. They've had a very, he's had a complicated offense. Isn't Entire career. McDaniels, his rookie year, he comes in, he beats out your guy Cam Newton because he picked it up faster and he knew how to attack the Listen, defense. don't tell so, us this. We're, you need to tell these free agents. Or, no, I, I, need, I, need to tell you, I need to tell you guys this because Mac Jones sucked last year. Definitely. I just was, wanted to hear you say that. Yeah, was not good. I mean, look, you can't argue with, obviously, stats are one thing versus the game. When you watch the game, he was not good. Like, he lost games. Whereas the Did year he before, flash, though? Did he flash at you at all to where he made plays despite maybe what the coaching was? Yeah, I mean, he had – you, but even in the eight games, it's like, oh, yeah, well, he played really well against, you know, the Jets. The Jets fucking suck. Like, we beat the Jets twice. One of the games what, – what, Was that past tense you were speaking or present? Uh, present because they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Jets suck. So when you look at some of the wins that Mac had, they weren't great. But then you look at games like you guys remember that Thanksgiving game against the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Going into that game, it was Vikings are going to kill the Patriots. I think it was an eight point spread, and Mac Jones came out slinging it. The last game of the season against the Bills, where Naeem Hines had two uh, kickoff return touchdowns, Mac Jones. Started the game seventeen for seventeen with one hundred fifty yards and three. Hey, touchdowns. Matt Patricia, not bad. That's right. Yeah, well, Following that, those plays, that's the biggest problem. Is that seventeen it, it, games in, he figured it out. It, yeah, it, it felt and then like, to get rid of him. Don't yeah. we, he's figured out offensive that, football. I, get this guy the fuck out of here. No, nah, he never figured out offensive football. There were just times where he was like, "Okay, we got to do everything, so we're going to be prepared for everything." Versus times where there was no point to put any effort into the offense. All right, well, good luck to you guys. This year. We're happy for you. Yeah, plus you guys are underdog, underdog, underdog. Yeah. Uh, underdogs last good year spot. too. When's the hold on? I don't know if you guys are too. When's the Uh-oh. last time? Definitely our three teams are finished or odds on worst in the division. Yeah, this started happening last year. Remember? Oh boy, we started talking about this. How the show is vastly different whenever all of our show, all of our teams suck. Last time, uh, yeah, because it's a time. different show, dude. It was a different show. We had a hell of a run there for a bit. We were having, you know, everybody was kind of doing their thing. Everybody was kind of at least good and in it. This past season, we we stared down a. Well, we're going fishing. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a top five pick. Yep. Um, you guys want to come down the last Right game. in the middle. You guys, oh, it's building year. It's building year. You guys, well, ah, maybe. You know, it was different year for us this past year. Yeah. I'd say. I just want to no one's talking about the Patriots. It's weird the, that nobody even mentions the Patriots anymore. How we could do. you? I mean, we do. Brady's I mean, gone. Yeah. How, how, why yeah, would you mention him? I mean, is that going to happen to the Packers when Aaron leaves? Or is it going to be like, oh, and we don't really hear much about him? ESPN, take this for however you want to take it. They stopped sending somebody like a camera to Indianapolis, like locker room. Oh, yeah, that, that's not going to happen with them. Look at who is in the division for New England, and then is is there a Josh Allen type quarterback? I'm not talking about for New England because New no, England I'm, has Bill Belichick. I'm talking about the NFC North. Like, is there a Josh Allen type quarterback who's going to run away with the Kirk NFC Cousins? North? Dude, Kirk Cousins. Hey, followed, hey, followed us on Twitter there. Kirk Cousins. Okay, love Kirk O'Chains, but he's being, not Josh Allen. Sarcastic. What are you doing? What was but that all your, about? Your Kirk Cousins cannot run away with the division. Exactly. Well, like, hey, it's a new Kirk Cousins, new Vikings over there. They had a similar outcome year. to the playoffs yeah. uh, that we. But that team with Kevin O'Connell. That I mean, is crazy, though. Yeah. Plus 410 in the division. You guys are dead last. 
Hell not yeah. even necessarily that. Like I can, you can understand that after you lose Rodgers. Like the Vikings being that, there being that big of a gap between the Vikings and the Lions surprises me. Well, Jared Goff is a dog. You got to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean right. They know that that's they got right. a guy that can go ahead and do it. We appreciate all those teams, and we hope every player has a successful season. But with that being said. There's a chance people just drift off into irrelevance for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And over here in Indianapolis, us Colts fans are very scared of it. And I don't know if Green Bay stared it down yet. But if Jordan Love's not a guy, it's a different life. AJ. It is a different life. Did people know, did the public know that Aaron was lighting you guys up in practice? Or was that only you guys that knew that? No social media. Uh, I mean, they may have. I'm sure they heard. Like, we had made comments over the time if they ever asked about it, but. Not, a, I doubt a whole lot. No. Like, would we know if Jordan Love was lighting it up in practice? Do you guys think different era? We don't know, dude. Social media, I don't know how yeah. it's treated. Even it is Mahomes. different time. We would know. I don't know. I just think they don't because they have so little game reps of Jordan Love. They don't really know what they have. So, like, Aaron had little game reps too, but you still didn't practice. They were talking about right. Patrick Mahomes whenever he was at the Chiefs. Yeah. He played the last game mm-hmm. of the season because they had already locked up a home field advantage mm-hmm. to the playoffs. That's how good Alex Smith and the Chiefs were playing. They had locked. They had a buy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're already in, don't have to play this week. So they rest him, put Patrick Mahomes in. And our source, Sis, told us that the entire locker room was like, wait until the fucking world gets to see what this guy does. And he sliced and diced the Broncos in that game. Like, he was Patrick Mahomes. And then they go into the offseason, and they let go of Alex Smith for this guy that didn't win in college. And us as idiots not in Kansas City were like, Alex Smith finally played his fucking best football. Andy Reid has this massive monkey on his back about not being able to like go ahead and win it. Why in the world would you get rid of this fucking quarterback who's been there, done that with everything? Seem to be both Andy Reid and him are seasoned for the moment. Like this is the perfect time. Here we go. Get Alex Smith the fuck out of here. Send him to Washington. We got this new guy in there. It's like, here we go. Andy Reid, self-sabotage, going to do the whole thing again. This is this is the way it is. And then a Kansas City Chiefs fan called into our show and said, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Yeah. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. So then I started sending text messages to some people I knew that were on the Chiefs, and they're like, this guy is the truth or whatever. They knew in practice immediately upon watching him what he was going to do and in the game when he got in there. So I guess they have that moment with the Eagles where Jordan Love got in there and he did it. We haven't heard from practice whether or not he slices and dices, but if you're looking from a team making a decision standpoint, it's like we saw him in a game against a team that is very fucking good and he wasn't scared and delivered in the whole thing. So maybe that's a part of it, but it is interesting, the the behind-the-scenes stuff, if we haven't heard it yet. Yeah, because it's eerily similar. AJ mentioned that Cowboys game, like, and we'll see what happens with Jordan Love. Like, I still remember where I was at when I like was watching that Cowboys game. I'm pretty sure it was on a Thursday night and it was, yeah, like yeah. My, my junior year of high school, like, because it was that, it was kind of like that special. Like, you know, Favre was an Iron Man, and same, same deal with Aaron when, you know, when he, he, like, he's been hurt a couple times, but like, those guys were playing every snap. Like, there was no, like, oh, okay, like, the kid's gonna go in. We'll see how good he is. Like, Favre got knocked out of that game against the Cowboys, and, like, that's that's kind of how special it was, is because I still remember where I was at, like, what I was eating. It's like, oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be just fine. Like, this guy's a fucking stud. If I do recall, the commentators were not kind, right? To yeah, Aaron. Collinsworth kind of buried him, yeah, but... Yeah, if I remember... The coaches, the coaches talked about it, though. They've mentioned it since then. Like, walking off the field that night, they knew, like, hey, we're gonna be okay. 
Yeah, I couldn't even imagine watching a guy slice and dice in practice, and then he gets a chance to go into a game and just fucking murders it. It's mm-hmm. like, good for you, pal. Just been sitting around. Everybody's been booing your ass basically since you got here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the fans have been booing you since you got here. And then you're going to go on a run. I wish they would have told him that night, hey, listen what's going to happen to you. <laughs> you're going to go on this incredible run, four-time MVP. You're going to win a Super Bowl. Crush. You're going to go down in the jungle. You're going to try ayahuasca. You're going to go on and win two MVPs. You're going to be the COVID MVP. Both seasons mm-hmm. that COVID was in there, you're going to do it. Oh. And then guess what? You know what you're seeing Brett do right now? We're going to do the same fucking thing. <laughs> but, but at least everyone's going to love me still, right? Well, you see how loud it got there. I mean, there's a chance it will. Time will heal all wounds, and we're excited to see what happens in time and how much time it takes to happen. Speaking of time, let's take a five-minute break because Shaquille O'Neal will be joining us on the other side. First time on the program. Can't wait to talk to this (laughs) brilliant human being. Mm -hmm. Absolute dog of a guy. I think think he is cute dog is what I do believe. So, actual... I mean, I can't wait to talk to this guy. Yeah, Punk. Bryce Young is throwing down at the Alabama Ball. Pro Day. He just completed an out. It looked good. Holy We've seen shit. it live right here. Just completed an out. Way, Unbelievable. Say hi. Oh, right on, on the, money, the money to a tight end in the seam there. He's got number one. Is he, is he calling a cadence, Ty? He's in shotgun right now. Wait, where's that? Where's that? Look, delayed on the snap there. Him and equipment manager obviously got to get on better terms. I mean, he's just slinging it around the yard. Unbelievable. This is what the pro day is. Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, is also here. Mm -hmm. So it's like the Carolina Panthers are making their trip around. I wonder if Frank Reich this time will be like, we'll find a court or a golf course wherever you get down to Charlotte as opposed to Josh McCown. Josh McCown's on Team C.J. Stroud, maybe. Big time. Could be. Looks like it. Jim Caldwell's going to come in. Hey, I've been telling him. I like Will Evans. Yeah, come on in. Yeah, they're at the Kentucky (laughs) Pro Day. The man that's going to be joining us here in moments, is like maybe the biggest celebrity in the history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of one. Sure. Literally. Literally known by everybody. Hasn't been able to have a moment to himself in public in probably, what, f- 34 years, 40 yeah. years. Yeah, since yeah. he was like 14. Teenager, probably. yeah. Think about being that fucking big. Everywhere you walk, <laughs> right, it's just like, well, who's that? Oh, oh that's Shaq. Everywhere he has ever gone in public, ever, for the last 30 years, probably. Yep. How has he handled it? Oh, I don't know. Just became a fucking billionaire, gracefully. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him. And has been able to work with every company on earth and have success at it. An absolute dog in the community. And a man who's still not on. Uh, I didn't know how long I was going to be able to go. Yeah, I didn't know how long I was going to be It was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, he has a lot of, you know what I mean? He has a, a lot of accolades. I believe he'll be joining us momentarily. When he does, we will talk about it. <laughs> Let's chit-chat real quickly about uh, Foster Moreau, who got a physical whenever he was in the middle of his free agency uh, with the new... New Orleans Saints, I believe. Yep. The reason why this is a big deal is because some of these free agency physicals can, you know, turn up some things that are very serious. Mm-hmm. The New Orleans Saints medical organization has been a part of a few of these situations that have been huge in saving people's lives. John Dornboss, former long snapper of the Philadelphia Eagles, also a magician on America's Got Talent mm-hmm. and on the Ellen DeGeneres show. That's right. Of course. He gets traded from the Eagles to the Saints, or he's going to sign with the Saints. They do the physical on him, like, hey, John, good to see you. Can't wait to have you on the team. They check him out. Boom, you have to have heart surgery right now. One part of his heart was doing something it wasn't supposed to do. They get found out in the test. Need to get a surgery right now. He was laid up for like nine months after that surgery. Very serious. Guy would have died. Yeah, They're saying life. like mm-hmm. potentially would have died. Now Foster Moreau uh, was diagnosed with 
Hodgkin's lymphoma after a routine physical was conducted by the New Orleans Saints. And I believe this is going to have a happy ending with where modern science is. But Foster Moreau is going through it. And shout out to the physical saving a life. That should remind a lot of us. Get your shit checked out, AJ. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. This, I mean, it, believe me, it made me think about it. Because the more you learn about cancer and everything is if they catch it early, they can take care of it. You just don't let it get too big and grow and get into your organs and everything. So credit to them for, for finding it. But, man, it had to be a scary moment. Man, you're just going down there. You got a new home. You got a new team. Pumped. You can't even tell. Here we go. Yeah. Everything's taking place. And they're like, hey, just real quick, need to get you to a hospital uh, right, right now. now. Cancer. Right, like, right now. Chuck Pagano, this happened to. Yeah. First time being a head coach, first year as a head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. We had an early bye week, like week five or something, but for the last week or two before that, he was getting bruised easily and had some stuff. His wife forces him to go to the hospital at the beginning of the bye week, and they go, yeah, you're not leaving, actually. We have surgery on you. In like an hour and a half right now, actually. You're getting strapped in. He was just going in the hospital to figure out, oh, maybe I'm iron deficient. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's something going on. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, pal, you have leukemia. Like, you are. We need to get this figured out immediately. Shout out to the doctors mm-hmm. and shout out to the treatments that are able to get people back. And shout out to the physicals, like getting it taken care of. I think it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Eric Berry is another mm-hmm. guy who went oh, yeah. through this. I, I had the chance to play against him. What? Didn't pl- play against him, but I know him as a person. I'm, I'm friends with him, but he went through the same thing with his cancer. And um, hey, man, it's we got to take care of ourselves. You know, we only get one life. Legit. And then we also got to find out if we're. You know, I think a lot of people are scared to go to doctors and get checked out because you don't want bad news. It's like if they get the bad news, though, there's a chance that we can. You know what I mean? There's yeah, a chance. Really and I think this Foster Moreau story is a beautiful one about them being able to catch it. Hey, Godspeed kicking that ass, oh, Foster. Yeah. Good luck. We'll see you on the other side, pal. Joining us now is a man who might be the largest celebrity in the history of Earth. And I'm not just talking about his size. Obviously, everybody does that. But could you imagine a time when this man walks in public that a bunch of motherfuckers don't say, holy shit. That's Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. That has been his life for probably the last 30, 35 years. He's handled it perfectly. This man is a mastermind whenever it comes to business. Obviously, on the court, he's the most dominant player of all time in the history of basketball. Four-time champion of the world. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Hello. Is Pac-Man there? Hell yeah. <laughs> What's up? What's uh, up, big fella? Pac-Man, you know the uh, statue of uh, limitations is up. I can, tell the, I can tell the story now. Can I tell it? Yeah, you can tell the story now. Hell yeah, Shaq. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Pac. This is great news. Okay, so remember when uh, Pac-Man had that altercation in the uh, airport? He was really sticking up for me. Pat, I just want to say thank you for always being my bodyguard. And you whooped that dude ass because he was disrespecting me, and nobody knows this story, but I, I appreciate you very much. I appreciate you. you. I, I, I've been keeping this secret. I ain't want everybody to know our business. Yeah, Hold I'm on. Not. This is Atlanta Airport chicken in hand. Motherfucker. Yeah. That fight yeah. that we Popeyes. both Popeyes, yes. That, yes. that was the stick up for Shaq? Yes. Yes. What did he say, Shaq? Guy said something to you? What happened? I don't know. Pat, man, just say, hey, man, you don't talk to Shaq like that, and I just had to get on my plane, and the next thing I know, Pac-Man put them paws on me. 
got to take care of Big Philly. You know, uh, right? That is amazing. Yeah. Pac-Man is an incredible friend. You're fucking yes, awesome. You're, you're an awesome dude. Uh, let's talk about that because I alluded to it, and this person said something to you because you are a person, obviously, <laughs> and anytime you're anywhere, everybody notices you. I got a chance to go to Japan with Anthony Cost- uh, Costanzo. He's six foot seven tackle. Literally everywhere he goes, people just look and they go, that big fucking guy has to be something. <laughs> when you walk into a place looking as cool as you look, I assume this has been your whole life, just everywhere you go, you get zero privacy and you've just kind of learned to accept that? Is that kind of what life is? Yeah, kind of kind of goes with the, the uh, stigma of being a professional athlete, a.k.a. celebrity. But, you know, I'm always trying to represent the youth, represent myself, represent my family. So most of the times I know how to do and say the right thing and just stay out of trouble. I've, I've always had the ability to stop time and, and say, okay, if I punch this dude in the face, it'll probably go viral. My mom's not going to like this. <laughs> That's a my man, But my main man, Pac-Man, was there that day. He put them, <laughs> put them paws on that boy. <laughs> hey, mom ain't going to be pissed at Pac. She's going to be pumped about Pac. That's yeah. good. That sounds like a win for everybody. Uh, AJ, go ahead. Shaq, you had a quote uh, you said in an interview years ago, and obviously you have a ton of famous ones, but you said something about, you said, like, where my, my thought process process begins where normal humans apexes and i just want to say did you come up with that on the spot do you still say it because i actually steal it and use it in real life still sometimes i always give you credit though how baby aj another confession is i wasn't really born i was found on the train <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think i'm an alien and a lot of times these thoughts just come to me i'll just go outside and these thoughts just come to me i realized that in order to be the best or to be perceived as the best, you have to have forward thinking. So I just, you know, uh, growing up in a drill sergeant environment, my dad wasn't, uh, you know, satisfied with, with good enough. We had to be damn near perfect. So, you know, whenever I score 30 points and, you know, somebody said, oh, he had a dominant game. I said, no, you missed 12 free throws. You should have 42 points. You should have did this. You should have did that. I was always trying to, you know, better myself. I think that documentary that you sat down with HBO for, I think, is a beautiful depiction of that. I think we all enjoyed getting to learn about one of the greatest athletes of all time and also greatest businessmen of all time. When did you know that, like, entrepreneurialism and, like, marketing and how you can utilize who you are as a just stud? You're a fucking dog, dog. dude. You are at everything. How did you know and when did you know the business side was something you also wanted to get involved in? Because, I mean, you've sold printers, what? pizza, what? Icy Hot, what? insurance with a cartoon. Yep. yep. I mean, you're fu- you have a prolific Rolodex of business. Like, when did you know that was going to be the case? Because it's inspiring to all of us. I want to let you know that. I didn't hear what you said. Could you repeat all the all the stuff that I sell for? <laughs> I think there's like 10 more, too. I don't think I listed off all of them. Oh, just, uh, go ahead. One more time. I think it was printers. What? Pizza. What? I think it was insurance with a cartoon. What? <laughs> now there's Novex Biotech GF9, which ups what? the human growth hormone level 682%. Available now at NovexBiotech.com. You are a business savant, though. Like, absolutely. The shoes, obviously, we've all heard all the stories of, like, oh, your shoes are too expensive. Then you buy into companies and say, fuck it, we're going short. When was that, like, a focus for you? And how did you know that was a gift? You know, 18 years old, I meet Magic Johnson, and he tells me, it's okay to be famous, but at some point you want to start learning about business. 
First thing I bought was the Dummies Guide to Starting Your Own Business. It intrigued me a little bit, and I said to myself, "Okay, I want to, I want to be the only big man that's doing that." But in order to, you know, be be successful in that world, I had to be successful in the other world. So I really had to dominate and really had to win, and and you know that's what I did. And I stopped playing, and I was getting chubby, and that's when I was introduced to uh, uh, Novex. You know, I was. I was looking at another athlete who was taking some stuff and, you know, his physique never really changed. So I started taking his stuff and it didn't really work. So I got with Novex and we created this, you know, for me. And I'm looking pretty good. I'm looking so good that when I saw Pac-Man at the Super Bowl, Pac-Man said, damn, Shaq, you looking good, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're saying, hey, you're on some shit. GF9 is the name of the product. Shaq lost 5.6% body fat, all the while gaining 5.8 pounds. And let me get this right. Lost 50 pounds in one year as a 50-year-old. And then now as a 51-year-old, he's losing 41 or 40-pound goal already. You're crushing it, Diesel. Let's fucking go, dude. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Hey, no problem. Pac-Man obviously has a question for you, pal. Anytime, Pac-Man. Big fella, what what do you do for fun? Um, You know, some guys golf. Some guys do other things. When, When are you not building a business, opening up another business, Thinking about buying a team. What do you do for your your spare time? DJ. I come home and I watch all my favorite shows. Right now I'm on that BMF heavy. I'm on that Godfather Godfather of Harlem heavy. Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said something about Godfather of Harlem to these guys the other day. They act like they didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Listen. That's one of the best shit on TV right now. Listen, I haven't seen it. Watch American Gangster, though. I understand what is happening (laughs) in Harlem. Okay, I would like to know. I know. Hold on, hold on. I got another show, The Mayor of Kingston with Jeremy Renner. Okay. Now we're talking. Come on now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that would, and, and I'm also on Snowfall. Yeah, I just like to come home and chill. Cause you know what? At Pac-Man, you know, ATL getting kind of, uh, yeah. you know, so I'd rather just go to work and come home. I don't want to have to call, I don't want to have to call my bodyguard Pac-Man to put them paws <laughs> on the, start messing with me. <laughs> Smell me. How about, <laughs> hey, so I've known Pac since I was like 18 years old. I've done Atlanta with Pac-Man whenever I was 18, uh, West Virginia connection, the whole thing. And there's been a lot of things that have happened since that moment till now, obviously, with the absolute lightning rod that is Adam Pac-Man Jones. That was the first one, I think, where everybody that watched the video was like, hey, fucking right, Pac-Man got that guy. Yeah. Like, to hell with that The worker at an airport starting a fight with somebody walking through, like, that is not how it goes. Y'all didn't see the whole video, bro. Uh, I did. You y'all fucking the chicken. when Shaq was in the video. Like, oh. They didn't show that part. Oh, okay. That's All weird right. they didn't show that part. That's smart. Yeah. That's a smart play. Uh, Ty has a question for you, Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. One of my favorite uh, things to do ever is posting the gif of you dunking on Chris Dudley and then just shoving his ass to the ground. Anytime someone's talking shit on Twitter or something, or someone gets body bagged on Twitter, boom, just drop that in there. It's the arguably the best gif ever. I'm curious, from your illustrious career, you have so many moments like that. I was just watching the clip earlier today of you talking uh, to like a local guy when you were on the Lakers, talking about the refs, you know, you saying that they're they're screwing up the fucking game. He tells you you guys are on live. You tell him, hey, I don't give a shit. But just like <laughs> of all that stuff and every time someone asks you about something, what would you consider kind of like the thing that people go back to most of, of all the amazing stuff you've done in your career? Both of those clips you said, I, I get talked about a lot, but the, the Chris Dudley Chris clip was 
if you watch it closely, when I get the ball, I'm waiting for the double team. And I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers ain't going to double team me? (laughs) (laughs) You got, okay. And so I had to just, I had to just take my time and and dunk. And then he was all up on me like he was playing defense. I had to, you know, hit him with the, hey, man, get off me. Then, you know, he acted like he wanted to fight. But there's a lot of clips and there's a lot of moments. Shaq, was Phil uh, Phil Jackson like, I guess how we view him from people that are fans of him and heard all of his his zen and meditation and everything. Was he what you expected when you got there and you played for him? Are you a supermodel? Because you have the sexiest jaw. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's real, Shaq. He, he, he's on his GF9, but the other stuff, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, yeah, Phil was – what made Phil difference, different is, of course, everyone knew his resume. So, you know – it's good to play for a coach you know that's has been to the promised land many times. So because we we respected his resume, we did everything he told us to do. He would come in with this stuff, said it was the cousin of cannabis. Not that I know what cannabis smells like. No, no, no. Yeah, of course. Of course. I, 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 don't, I don't know the smell of it. But Me he would come in he would come in and he would have these chants, yama, 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 yama. <laughs> Yamaya, so like, you know, we'd have to sit there and do the chants and we meditate for an hour. But what I realized is we did the same thing every day. Come in, meditate, walk through practice, practice, have our conversation with Phil. So when it comes time to we can be in the game seven with Portland down by 15, we know not to panic. He'd always tell us, hey, go to your place, go to your place. So we were able to go to our place in that game seven. And I knew once we got one that it was a possibility that we would get uh, multiple championships. Yeah, win three back to back to back, which is phenomenal. It had to be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Think about how much fun. I mean, a lot of work, obviously. Obviously, we're not going to deny that. But in L.A., winning three straight championships had to be a fucking blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were on late night for all of us in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. So it was like literally the late show was the lake show. Mm-hmm. And you guys were so good. And there's obviously massive conversation for – Portions of your existence about your in relationship with Kobe, he passes away suddenly in it is terrible for the entire sports world, mm-hmm. terrible for all of society, obviously. But when you go to that team and you see Kobe and you meet Kobe and you covered it a little bit in the doc, and I know you're battling through a hip replacement, I think, right now, right? Is that what this is? Yes, it's killing me right now. And you asking all these dumbass questions. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for wasting any of your rehab time or painful time. But when did you know Kobe was a dude? Was it like immediately upon seeing him? You're like, oh, this is a guy? Is that something that the mama mentality like you could notice? Or or how, how long into it, you think? Right away. I knew that uh, he wanted to be great. I knew that he was very passionate about the game. And I knew that if uh, something was done he didn't like, he would voice his opinion. Kind of reminds me of Pac-Man. Pac-Man and I have the same relationship. We haven't always we haven't always seen eye to eye, but the respect is there. Like, hey, Pac-Man, you shouldn't do that. Motherfucker, don't call me in it. You're right. So, you know, Pac- Pac-Man is my little brother. I'm his older brother. You know, I think the respect factor is way more important than the I like you, I love you factor. You know, we've had many conversations. I love Pac-Man. He loves me. I love Kobe. You know, we had a lot of disagreements, but if I had it all over to do again, I'd probably do it the same way because he pushed me and I pushed him and, and the respect was there. You know, people always say, Oh, well, you didn't like each other. We didn't like each other. If you go back to the first championship, it's 15,000 people in the arena, about a hundred people on the floor. I put my hand up. Who's the first person jumping my arm? Look at it. Look it up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, 
you don't have to be all lovey-dovey all the time. You just have to have, have you know, have respect. You know, I was like, hey, you know, like I could, you know, talk to my brothers. I could talk to my boys in a respectful manner. I'll never disrespect them. I'll never disrespect Pac-Man because I know Pac-Man got them hands. It's really not disrespecting because you, you know how to relay something that may look disrespectful to other people, um, but not disrespectful to the person. I use myself for example. Um, I'm playing shitty. I know if you see me playing shitty, the first thing you're going to say is, Pack playing like shit. I don't know why he's playing like that. And nobody would know our relationship, but that's you getting into my head like, oh, damn, if big fella said I'm playing like shit, I might need to go back in and, and, and tighten some things up. So what look disrespectful to some people is really not disrespectful to the athlete or the guy that's the friend to you. And that's crazy, Pac Man. You understand that, but these youngsters don't understand that these days. You understand that, that I can get on ESPN and say, who's your favorite player? Well, it was Pac-Man, but he's playing terrible now. <laughs> I'm not dissing you. I'm just sending you a subliminal message. You you wouldn't get upset and be like, oh, I'm going to knock Shaq out. You'd be like, okay, Shaq talking that shit. Watch this. Right. But it's all in the master plan. But these young these young athletes, oh, you're a hater. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'd just be trying to trying to give them the uh, answers to the test. Do you love that's doing all. Do you love doing that on TNT? Obviously, the show is the greatest show that's ever been put on television. But with the generational change and the way everything is now with how everything's taken, how you have to phrase it, do you still love doing that show? Do you enjoy being like the face of the NBA still into this deep into retirement? Yeah, I do. I'm going to just always try to be as respectful as I can and just try to, you know, talk about what I know from my experience. You know, if it sounds like a diss, never trying to be personal. I'm just always trying to give a person, you know, the answer to the test because I do have the answers. You know, when it comes to the NFL and being great, Pac-Man has the answer. So when he speaks, you young players should listen. If you don't want to listen, then do it your way. Hey, it's, uh, after watching that documentary, you, like the LSU situation where that was the only coach that came to watch you play yeah. in Germany at the military and then your loyalty to the guy and go to LSU, it's like you've had to earn it. Even though you look at Shaq at the end product, you're like, the guy is mm-hmm. – the biggest, most athletic human of all time, the most dominant player of all time. He's like, hasn't always been viewed that way, though. So, like, I feel like you've had to experience life as almost everybody in basketball from the very top all the way down to the very bottom. You're a great, you're a great mouthpiece for the league. They're lucky to have you. Last question here as you get back to your rehab. Connor has it for you. Yeah, Shaq, speaking of that, a lot of times. No, no, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the dude in the fucking cowboy hat. He ain't such <laughs> Tone Diggs. He, he has a gambling yeah, yeah. show every day he's preparing for right now. Tone loves you, too. Shaq, I appreciate uh-huh. that. You guys are on the set. We just talked about the show. You ever say anything just to see if you get Ernie off of his game? I don't like that question. Back to the other guy. Right, cool. Connor is uh, awesome. this guy in the other hat. Awesome. No, actually, actually, you know what? You guys may think Charles and I are the funniest. Ernie Johnson is the funniest guy on the set. Don't let Ernie fool you. Ernie Johnson is the funniest guy on the set. Oh, Trust me on that. Something to think about here as we're watching Ernie work. He is a master point guard up there. Yes, he is. He really is. Very- I love Ernie Johnson. Connor, I don't know, dude. I don't know either. I figure, uh, I figure just fuck it, you know. Good run. <laughs> great to great to talk to Shaq. All right, Shaq, great having you, man. Appreciate you coming on. How's the hip? How in, uh, how many days out are we? Uh, I just got it done last week, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm all right. Is it full replacement? What is it? Yeah, replacement. Yep. 
Okay, with your size and how much you ran and everything like that, you would assume that this type of stuff would happen. Is this the first time a full replacement has happened on a body part, or are you just expecting more? No, what happened was at the Super Bowl, I tried to disrespect Pac-Man, and he asked me if I played football in high school. I told him I did. So I ran a little route, and that motherfucker came around the corner and tackled me and tackled me to some chairs, and I had to get the surgery. All right. Don't tell me anything else, Pac-Man. I ain't going to tell nobody, big fella. Yeah, well, didn't we see you fall off a ring at AEW? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, you want... You felt. I thought you broke every Why bone in your body. Onto that table. The yeah. table, but the table was nothing. You, you yeah. went straight through the table, right to cement. What was that like? Two years ago. Yeah, that was very recent. You know what's crazy about that? When I was preparing for that, they had a table with a pad under it. So you know, you know, I like doing my own little stunts. It felt good. So then when I got to the ring, I was like, "Where's the pad?" And she was like, "There is no pad." And I was like, "I was like, you know what? Since we already said we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it." it it hurt. It yeah. Really bad. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Cody, Ro- Cody Rhodes, when I get better, better, I'm coming for you. Ooh. Oh, do you know you know what? Hold on, hold on. Shaq and Pac-Man versus Cody Rhodes in the big show. You heard it here first. Okay. Yes, you heard it here first. Love everything about that. Love everything about that. We appreciate the hell out of you. Good luck with the hip recovery, and we appreciate everything you've done for sports, pal. You're the man. All right, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Shaquille O'Neal. What a dog, dude. That was awesome. Novex Biotech. What were you going to ask? Did you? I was going to ask if he thought things that he would probably average, you know, 50 and 30 in this era. Oh, that would have been a great question. Well, and we always wow. talk about the 90s. Sorry for ruining it with my fucking stupid question. No, you didn't ruin it. You oh, look yeah. so cool. Yeah. What are you talking Cowboy about? Hat. That's good news. That whole conversation, though, kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Pac- I know y'all was going to say that. Pac-Man Pac- knows everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course. I didn't see a video of Shaq in there, but... That's fascinating. That is weird. You guys yeah. cut Shaq out of that. Video. It must be tough for him to fit onto those Delta flights. He owned the uh, the flight that we was on. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Flying out of a Delta terminal. If you haven't seen the video, Pac-Man Jones clearly walking through airport. Yep. I guess Shaq, something happened with Shaq. Yep. Mm-hmm. He just got on. Apparently, just got something happened. Yeah. And this worker for the airport, very visibly from the video, Starts a fight with Pac-Man Jones, who's with his wife, I believe, a little member of his family, and grabbing food. And I think you have slides on. I think you have Gucci slides on. I think. I don't even think. You're getting on the tram. Weren't you getting on the train at the Atlanta airport? Yeah, I was going through the airport with Shaq. I had his book bag with all my, with all his money in it and jewelry. (laughs) I was security, and he was just so rude, man. I was like, yo, go ahead, big fella. Hey, buddy, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. And it just went from there to something else, and you know, one thing led to another. Everything, everything worked out. We're not condoning violence so. ever, ever. I don't think. Uh, obviously, no charges were pressed. The airport was pissed that one of their employees got into a situation like that, and all that. But damn, he knows everybody. That's right. That is literally how it goes. Let's answer some phone calls on five hundred phone lines. John Macaron, Shaquille O'Neal, today. Huge day. Think about how uncomfortable he was with that hip. Oh, had to hurt so bad. Imagine. Not as uncomfortable well, as AJ. When new he hip. He I wonder where they face. get that bone from. They fucking got to be an animal. <laughs> Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for real. Like, yeah, they're not getting that out of the box. Just straight out of the box and giving them a normal They hip. took an Indy car, took all the carbon fiber from the <laughs> yeah, car, right. uh-huh. built a hip, put that thing right into Shaq. He's, if you go to novexbiotech.com, N-O-V-E-X-B-I-O-T-E-C-H.com, I believe that's the website. 
They'll have pictures of him on there before and after. Oh, yeah. That was insane. Yeah. Nuck. Look at this. Can you imagine them? Oh, wow. Can you imagine them sawing through his hip bones, trying to saw his bones off, like how thick they have to be? Ooh, been like that forever. Jeez. Like yeah, high school. He was good. Was, Man, he looks great. In that dock. Playing against military guys as a high schooler yeah. on a base over there in Germany in the middle of fucking nowhere. 6'6 six, six when he was 13. Just running the court up and down. Nobody even knew he existed. Just dog, dog, dog. And then that LSU coach found out. And I assume that LSU coach was like, nobody tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he thought he was in the military. The yeah, he thought he was an adult. Yeah. He thought he was 20 something years old. <laughs> Unbelievable. And he's obviously Backman's friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Should have known. I bought one of his bought one of his printers. They're, they were great. Yeah, there's more. I, I blanked on some shit. Well, printer, Shoes, insurance, done everything. And he gets equity. I think he was in Ring Doorbell back in the day. Early yeah, on, you had, the, you had the big ones. Yeah, you had the main ones. When he started selling printers, I was like, all right, this fucking guy's got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just yep. Shaq selling printers is hilarious. I assume that is reserved for people that are not in the sports world. Shaq is just not in the sports world. Shaq is a worldwide icon. Once again, because everywhere he walks. What the fuck is that? Oh, and then one person goes, that's Shaquille O'Neal. And he's like, what's up, big fella? Dap, move. Oh, I'm going to go rap better than you. I'm going to go act better than you. My business DJ. sense is going to be better than you. I'm going to DJ. Yeah. Like, actually DJ and do these festivals. Like, what a dog, dude. What a fucking dog Shaquille O'Neal is. moving shakaronis. And yeah. never, never yell. Big fella, how are you doing? Just super. Just so chill. Yeah. How about him but, saying, I can't punch anybody in the mouth. My mom would be mad. Mm-hmm. But Pac-Man And they would can. die. They would die instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Who, somebody said, uh, was it Barnes? Matt Barnes, I think he said. Um, maybe it was Stack. I forget who it was. It was from the Up and Smoke podcast. Somebody said, like, thank God that Shaq's mom and Sarge raised him right. Oh, because yeah. if he was... Man. Old loose cannon. Like, if he was just a little bit more heated of a human with how healthy he was Ooh. and how dumb he was, like, that would have been a nightmare for every human that played any sport ever with him. Now, granted, not that he wasn't dominant, but there was more shit that he could have fucking done to people. Oh, yeah. And he, he had a... You know what I mean? Like, he good dude through all of it. It's an unbelievable story. It is an unbelievable story because at some point, body's supposed to give out some point, you're not supposed to be able to do that at that size. With that amount of celebrity and pressure, you're supposed to crumble at some point. Shaq just never has. No. It's like he defies all shit. It's an, I'm happy he stopped by the program there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is, that is like, you know, again, we, we get the opportunity to talk to a lot of really cool people. And it's tough getting, like, starstruck. But, like, Shaq yeah. really is, like, one of those guys where it's just like, holy shit, that's fucking Shaquille O'Neal. So, sunglasses, change glasses, yep. mm-hmm. no shit. glasses. Like the pit vipers he had on there. Oh yeah, he, he, yeah. he got he got a lot of sweat. He got a lot of sweat. Yeah, I mean he's not wearing pink pants. Yeah, it's fun. That's why Shaq's yeah. so awesome. Like he's always having fun. All of his videos, he's dancing with his kids. He's DJing. Like he's a big giant human, and he's always seems to have a great time. Enjoying life is a necessity to success, I believe. Are you winning because you had fun, or are you having fun because you win? Mm-hmm. I think if you have fun, you win. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy what you're doing, you win. Win. Exactly. So you stop pouting on the Thunderbolt court well, every time you step on it. No, I'm not Ain't that right, AJ? Once again. What? Uh, AJ, please. No, I want to let you go, Connor. I want to let you can defend yourself. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> like I said, that's your truth. I respect your truth. It's a your false truth. truth. Okay. Foxy? We already did this. All in favor? 
Uh, yeah. But it's, did it's, Khan get an invite? Did he get a specific nope. invite? Hey, tomorrow <laughs> six earlier, people heard it. One, two people didn't. Yeah, the two people who go to Morning Pickleball didn't hear it. But that's that's crazy. Time doesn't go. That's weird. That, that's not this week. That's your problem with Morning Thunderball. You don't even buy in. Like you just two people like Ty was in there. Ty was in there. What? So oh. I played all Tuesday morning. Ripping backhand. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Come on. Foxy's going to agree with you, of course. No, Dirt, he's not. Dirty Foxy was the... with me. No, I was there. I was actually the one that said it. You were sitting right next to Pat. I said, hey, Pat, early tea time tomorrow, 7 a.m. Are we really doing this? He said, absolutely. Crazy you Foxy spinning right your yard. There. Would never you know, exp- expect that to happen. Oh, oh Gertie's the only what? other one. Gertie didn't hear it. Gertie heard it. Nick was literally <laughs> sitting right next to Gertie oh. and heard it. Nope, he didn't. And you're telling me old pessimistic Nick is going to be just that's spinning crazy. yarn all the time? Yeah, I don't lie, crazy. my friend. I do not lie. That's crazy. Well, you did dress up as somebody um, for yeah. Halloween, and yeah. we would like to say that <laughs> we do not know if that's true or not. So you might have lied during Halloween nope. at one time. A lot of text messages. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Allegedly, of course. Allegedly. <laughs> have you seen did, uh, did McEnroe call you Richard Simmons? Well, I alluded to him being Richard Simmons mm-hmm. later in life on a chair playing pickleball because he said oh. they play doubles on a court that's a third to size. What do you just park a chair out there and play? You don't even have to move. That's his big, his big take on it is that it's very easy to play. Like it's not anywhere near as demanding as tennis. And I think I heard yeah. him say people are saying pickleball is bigger than tennis, so he took that as a direct yeah. hit, yeah. which I don't think it should be compared the same. Like Tennis tournaments will always be considered much more prestigious, but the activity of pickleball, I think, much more popular yes. than the tennis at this exact moment. So he took it as like both, tried to dumb that down, and then we said, you're probably going to like it. By the end of this thing, you're going to be on a chair working out, playing, and I'm like, who's that? And then I didn't know it was Richard Simmons. Mm-hmm. And then he called me Richard Simmons with a tank top. So yeah, there was a Richard Simmons reference. A compliment. Is he alive still? Do we know anything? That's what I was. Gonna, I wanted to ask. Like, did, there was a weird documentary. They're trying to find him. They couldn't find him. Where is they this? found him? They found him. I thought so. Is he alive? Sure. We look. Connor, you can't you just make stuff. What do you mean? Everyone have a great yeah, he's you know, alive. Thursday. He's alive. Richard Simmons is alive. Okay. Hey. Congratulations, Rich. Yeah. All right. Happy to hear you were found. He was lost and found. <laughs> Let's remember that. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the phones. Five Energy phone line here. Won't call one eight three three four three two three six six three. Whenever we hang up on somebody, a line will open up. Remember, you can save twenty percent right now at five energy five energy dot com. Promo code McAfee. That's the number five H O U R E N E R G Y dot com. Promo code M C A F E E. Twenty percent off your order of any of the delicious Five Hour Energies they have available right now. How many different flavors is it? Like thirteen or fifteen? Yeah, fifteen. I think they're on their way to 20, probably. What's your favorite, AJ, you love? Tropical Blast. That's what I'm talking about. Tropical Berry. Yeah, well, it's a blast of fun and energy. Amen. And that's what 5 Energy does. I like the Hawaiian Breeze. It's available. You can buy the whole like gas station pack there. Yep. Get 20% off. Just leave it in the bathroom whenever you're getting ready in the morning. Boom. Or on your way out of the house. Boom. Or out of the apartment. Bang. Four Loco. Get a five-hour and you go. Well, See, Four Loco kind of lost its fastball because it had to. The old school version. If you you dump a five-hour, it'd probably fuck it. (laughs) I feel like the old days. I don't think it's anything yeah. like it. It's just uh, caffeine and vitamin yeah. B12, I do believe. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It mm-hmm. works. It does. You have to go to the extra strength at some point. Yeah, you got to level up. It's good. Hell yeah. Mike in Tennessee. Mike, what's going on, pal? Nothing much, man. How are we doing? Keep it moving. I like the start. 
Hey, I've, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to the boys. I've been watching you since you guys have been in the dark room, you know, doing interviews with guys from the Hells Angels and shit like that, you know. Hell yeah. It's uh, really motivating to see how far you guys have gone. It's awesome. Hell yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, we had a undercover Hells Angels guy on, I believe it was Harlan Radio at yeah, the time. Harlan Radio at the time. That shit oh, was yeah, wild. Way back. That guy, we appreciate you, Mike, for following along. The shaped head guy that wrote a book about it and... Is it that guy? I yeah, it was that and he guy. had like a cool goatee. If yeah, I, yeah, a long beard. Yeah. Jay, cool story. Dobbins. Jay Dobbins. I think that's right. That yeah, would be absurd. Probably sounds right. It sounds right. I think Zito. I think just confirmed. Yeah, Jay Dobbins. Wow, nice. Oh, yeah. Good pull. Who was the guy? There was an Italian one as well. The guy that went undercover in the mafia, go all the way up in there. What was his name? Do we remember? Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. Mm -hmm. Haven't interviewed him. Seen a lot of documentaries on him. That takes massive courage. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm. There was a fucking... Hey, there was a uh, biker gang murder uh, in, in, in Indiana, like last week. Recent. Oh, good to see like that. Two, like two rival biker gangs oh, yeah. came together? Head of one biker gang shoots head of another biker gang, I think in either chest or head. Like, Jesus. I thought he killed him. Yeah, he definitely killed him, but I don't remember if it was like a... Oh. <laughs> Or a, I don't remember. Was it, a big shoot? it wasn't a big shootout? It was just one-on-one? -on -one? No, I think, yeah, it was like a one thing. And it was two different gangs, pretty prominent. And it's like an hour and a half south of Indiana. I'm like, it's 2023 and biker gangs are fucking still Fastball. out there killing each other. Holy shit. I did not know that was still happening. Wild. They are. No idea. That that did they take paces? Do you know that about biker gangs? I had no idea biker gangs were still doing a thing. Oh, yeah. Biker gangs are big in Ohio, too. Canada, they're massive. Like, yeah, huge. huge up there. Arizona. Wow. New Mexico, California. Yeah. Remember me and uh, me, Danny, and, you and, me and Danny Amendola. Yeah, that's right. Went out Amendola. one night and uh, love him. Yeah, that's my boy. He's a great guy. Great time. We went out first night we ever met each other. Go out in New Mexico. We had a couple times bounce around to a different, uh, couple different bars. We go outside of one of the bars and there was just a lineup of motorcycles there. And I had a motorcycle, so I just I said, it's a nice bike here. You know, I thought I had a lot of friends in the state. I had a pretty good night, solid night. Normally pretty joyful occasion wherever i'm out and about have a successful evening and i said let me see that thing i just grabbed it and this guy two of them with fucking their black leather vest yeah. with the colors on the back of it of course why don't you get the fuck off that bike and i'm like yeah yeah you yeah, got yeah, it yeah. And danny amandola's like we are sorry we are sorry we are sorry i'm like it is a nice bike though and they're like yep yeah, okay and i'm like holy fuck need to remember that this ain't all Shits and giggles. Yeah, uh, Harley Davidson dealership. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is this is real life here, and I guess it just happened in Indiana. So hey, keep your eyes peeled out there. Yeah, That's careful. Wild. Keep your eyes peeled. Bike week is coming up too. There's a bunch of them. I mean, Sturgis. Yeah, this one's coming You're up down in Florida, April and May. Myrtle, no, in Indy, Myrtle Beach has a bike week. That's huge, right? Indy has a bike week. Daytona. Oh, Indy yeah. has a big one. Takes over all of downtown. Yeah. Wow. Sturgis, obviously a massive one. I have a Harley. I do. I thought it was a nice bike. Yeah. I was like, well, I'll buy one. Yeah, this thing out. I'll buy one of these. <laughs> I was not happy. That's like dude. a lap in this thing, you mind? I mean, who knows what was in the compartments on yeah. that bike, too. I just said Sawing off shotgun. Sure. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for not killing me, dude. I, there's no way he remembers. Maybe. He might. I mean, he might he, he's probably in jail. I, I mean. Yeah. Or I mean, dead. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. But. Thanks for not killing me, dude. I, it was a nice bike, though. I was just trying to compliment. Let's go to the fence. Don't touch anybody's bikes. It's all out of respect. Are heavy too. I've seen somebody just accidentally and then they fall. The amount of damage that happens if those oh, things fall. Oh, they're, they're jumping heavy bike? Yeah, it was heavy bike. Big. Mm -hmm. big. They, we're talking hangers here. We had these thing all the way up here. Had a little mm -hmm. when it went down. 
couple of the things. I'm like, this guy. Like Paul Tuttle. Bingo. Yeah. Orange Amen. County Choppers. Italian <laughs> Hulk Hogan is kind of like Bingo. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> He's the whole, yeah. He's Italian Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what a show, dude. You're still doing bikes? it? What's he up to? I'm in the bikes and four wheelers. Big in the bikes. Harley or street bike? What's I got that? Chopper. Got a booster. I got Can-Ams. Uh, Busa, like a Hayabusa? Yeah. You ride it? Yeah. So that was the dream bike I wanted in high school. And then uh, Ben Roethlisberger took it through a intersection and got slaughtered right. by a car. Yep. It almost died. And then he just bounced back and played MVP football. Yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable. And I was like, all right. Son of a bitch. Felt like it, it was like in the time that I was thinking about buying a Hayabusa. I'm like, I'm going to buy a Hayabusa. And then like Ben Roethlisberger, almost dead on his Hayabusa. I'm like, well, the universe just told me not to get on there. That bike has juice. That bike got real juice. Yes. Yeah. Ride it off it? No, I don't. Smart. But That's smart. It's not nothing to play on. If you don't know what you're doing, it's not a bike to buy to learn on. Um, yeah, that was gonna be my first bike. That was no, uh, it would have been enough. a bad idea, Pat. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, I, I made a decision. I went a different way. I bought a uh, Titan Phoenix. I think it was a chopper as well. Had 1600 cc off the Ooh. guy's uh, front yard. Had no idea how to ride. The guy had to drive it back to my apartment because I didn't know how to drive it. I just knew I wanted it, and then obviously I stared at it for two to three hours. Yep. And I was like, I think I can figure this thing out, and I. Clearly had no license at the time, and I just fucking took that thing out, stalled four times coming out of the parking lot. It was loud. And then when I got that thing rolling, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, can't stop now. So I come upon a red light in these backcountry Indiana roads, and I pull into a parking lot, and I do, like, four circles until that thing turns green again, <laughs> and then I fucking got back in Hell there. Yeah. It was kind of, you know, baptized by fire. Probably not the right thing to do, but I love it. It's These potholes, you can't really ride much no, anymore. They kind of come out of nowhere and kill you. Yeah, don't need that. Yeah, that's why you got to watch the speed. You got to watch how People. fast you're going, especially around here. Here in Ohio with the snow, yeah. <laughs> Roads are terrible. Yeah, they've gotten worse. What'd you say about people? I think that's a real thing too. Yeah, like you have to when you're riding. It's not you. It's other people you got to worry about. Yeah, when you're riding though, you're watching the driver. Like in Indiana, I don't like driving on like big highways. I don't do that. So there's people that are much better drivers than me. I'm not saying that I'm like super sophisticated rider, but I have rode for like 15 years at this point. I think like 13 years at this point. So I, I feel like I have a pretty good sense of it. Obviously, I have a license and everything like that. But when you're riding and there's two lanes, you are certainly watching the driver. Like, you are not look. There's no reason to look at the car here. I'm getting in a spot where I can see the driver. And if their heads are down, they're going to look at least for a second if they're going to come to your lane. you got to watch that. But that's a lot easier said than done because it could be the other fucking road, too. Yeah. It is a dangerous thing out there. I parked my bikes for, like, the last two years. I'm like... I just don't know if now's the time. Try to miss a pothole and then fucking. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if I'm. Done for. Tough business. But I love it, though. Put your phone away. Turn some music on. That was like a, one of your like hobbies. My favorite thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Just kind of ride. Play some music. Let the wind. Be nice. I saw you in Indy. I met up with you in Indy years ago. I was there doing some stuff with Adidas, a high school game, and I met you somewhere, and you got on your bike and rode away. Yeah, downtown. We went. We met downtown. Yeah. I rode down there. It was a good ride. It was a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Fucking wide open on that. Mm-hmm. Right, going around the circle. Man, it's awesome. Yeah. Would you ever take it like cross country? You ever do one of those trips? So I think when I get older, I will. You know, they have like wild you know, hogs. Wild hogs. Oh, yeah. Tim Allen. Travolta. You got to have it Bill set H. up. Macy. You got to have it set up, though, I think. Yeah. That's what we Tom learned from Cheetle. wild hogs. What a movie. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Because you can't be getting yourself in any shit, you know? Like, what's that? <laughs> 
I'll take Leota's and Wild Heart. Yeah, Leota's the bad guy, I thought. Is he? I don't is know. He? Yeah, Leota's the bad guy. Travolta's in it. What happens? That. You go to a restaurant, right? Something happens at a restaurant. Yeah, at Leota's restaurant. Yeah. yeah. What, what happened? What happened? Fun. They're just trying to ride. You tell me, AJ. You know something very toxic. I, I have not seen the movie, really. I've seen the little clips. What? Martin Lawrence is in that, too, Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, oh, he's the fourth. Yeah, AJ, you. <laughs> I thought you. What? Slayed what, and... Tone? Huh? What? What? what you? What, Tone? AJ said a different actor before. I don't believe he's in it. Yeah, he's talking in... about Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, you said, oh, were you? Yeah. I Who's bet. he talking about? He said Don Cheadle. TNT. He was thinking Don Cheadle's Martin Lawrence. Yeah. He's great with that, that British accent. Oh, AJ. Jesus. <laughs> this guy. Vince Carter's on TV right now. What's he talking about? Is Vince Carter getting into the media world? NFL Pro Day. Yeah, he's been on ESPN, ESPN for a while now. They're talking yeah. about the Lakers right now. He's not talking about NFL Pro He day. had a hell of a career. Austin huh? Reeves. That's who they're talking about. That dude's killing it. Yeah, he is. Austin Reeves crushing it for the Lakers. Obviously, he puts on a show and talks a lot of shit. They have him mic'd up all the time. And it seems like his mic'd up segments are much looser than everybody else's mic'd up segments. Everybody else is like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> It was. Let's go. Austin Reeves is like talking shit directly. Hey, here we go. How you doing? Keep it moving. We saw Vince Carter play against the Greek Freak in Atlanta. Yeah. Like his final year. Yep. He took over like a four-minute stretch of that entire game. They were just So awesome. They were just giving him the ball. He was backing people down. I think he had a dunk. It was as soon as he stepped foot on the court, the entire building was like legends playing, yeah. legends playing. He yeah. kept up. He played a long time. Played a long time, man. Um, what, 20-some years? I forget what's the yeah. exact number, but... Um, he was one of those guys that I was watching. I think when I was in high school, he didn't retire to I end up retiring. No, that's just after, recently, a couple years yeah. ago. A couple yeah. years ago, we literally watched him. Uh, 2020. Wow. Yeah, we watched him 2019. I guess that was the last year that people were allowed in that was arenas. Two that was two it was. Yeah, t- Titty Boy performed. Uh, Lil Baby was there. Mm-hmm. I sat in big boy seats. Yep. yep. I sat in big boy seats. There were some fur seats, and he was selling the big boy Budweiser's, right. which were like 36-ounce uh, bottles. You also met Dominique Wilkins, too. We did. Dominique Wilkins in the yeah. back. Yep. That was a great night there. Yeah, Dang. that arena is unbelievable. That Del- uh, Delta Sky Club they had, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like in the bowels of the stadium where you could still you could just get booze down there and then watch the game. I was very impressed. When they we walked a, in. They did it right down there. Yeah. We, we bought like a bunch of pizza and like drinks. It was legit $25 for all of us to eat. That's their, that's that's their, their big thing, thing is cheap yeah. concessions, yeah. That was Fal- crazy. Falcons as well. And there's mm-hmm. places you can mill around. You don't have to like sit down. They have great internet. Like they did it down there. Yeah. That was a great experience down it's there. It's entertainment now. It's Atlanta. Yeah, you're right. Got to entertain. <laughs> hey, Titty Boy did. Oh, yeah. Hey, two chains went out there, did his thing. Performer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did his He's got a great show. You seen the show uh, Most Expensivist, I believe it's called? Oh, on yeah. YouTube or whatever. That's He's one where he, he just gets high as fuck and experiences all the most expensive things on earth. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. Pretty much. Hey, shout out to you, two, yeah, two keep, chains. Keep doing it. He's different, though. Yeah. He's yeah, different. He's different. He's different. He's different. He's different. Why did he change his name? Because Titty Boy wasn't hitting with the younger crowds, unfortunately. <laughs> Titty yeah, Boy wasn't hitting? This young crowd bring it doesn't, back. Like, doesn't like titties as much. Yeah, exactly. What? Just like Shaq mentioned what? about this young NBA, they don't get yeah. it. Same exact thing. Oh, so you said we're going to go to the chain gang, uh, chain yeah, game instead of the fucking everyone's titty wearing, gang? Yeah, everyone's wearing chains. So that's why you say he went to two chains? Yeah. Funny thing about Titty Boy? Because chains became so much co- Not that they weren't incredibly cool for the last sure. four or five decades, generations, mm-hmm. or whatever. You're saying... The chains became so much more popular than titties, so he had to drop the titty boy. Yes, and become the two chains. Guy. Well, and instead of like two titties, two 
two chains. And like you just said. Oh, so it's kind of a combination of both. He said, you yeah. know, we'll put these two yeah. together. Two titties. Five and... <laughs> what if it was... I would have went hard. He would have went to the top of the charts. <laughs> yeah. Two titties? Yeah. yeah. Two titties? Yeah. But he's got him he didn't want, on. Yeah. Imagine they... <laughs> he didn't want to do that to Lil Wayne. One ain't two titties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to you. What? Hey, Titty Boy, great performance. Thank you, Titty Boy. What if it was like two cheeks guy there for a bit too? Like, two cheeks would have been nice. Became an ass crowd. <laughs> or yeah. just slap yep. cheeks. That was his name. <laughs> He's a basketball player, right? Heard a good hooper. Yeah, he was a decent hooper. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's that all about? No, I'm saying he could hoop. You know uh, Titty Boy? Yeah, I do know Titty Boy. Oh, oh you know? Never say. would have thought. What are the chances, AJ? This guy fucking knows thing. everybody. It's unbelievable. There's a, actually, awesome. a video of Two Chains playing basketball, a little baby, against uh, Jack Harlow and Quavo. And boy, Two Chains got so pissed when little baby started dribbling because Quavo was just cooking him. Oh, really? That's real. Super like, competitive. That was the Bleacher Report thing. Uh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what it was. I think it was the Bleacher Report. The bags of cash. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing. It was a great idea. Oh, good chains. concept. They got after it. There's a video. Kashi six two nine. Two. Any good at basketball? Uh, I, I've heard a spa treatment's not great. I heard yeah. he went into. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He got caught in the sauna, didn't he? That's the allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. That is we. Whoa. People think it's set up. What? what? Why? People on the internet think it's set up. Why would they do that? I don't know, because is, is a song or an album going to drop in the next couple of weeks? Who knows? I watched it. saying it wasn't real blood? No, no, they actually uh, did it, but a lot of people thought this could have been way worse, and also uh-huh. someone was going to jump them, wouldn't they just... So he's in a sauna. Is this a wet sauna, red red light sauna? Mm-hmm. Do we know if it was... Because if it was wet and it was... One, those seats are very hard. Yeah. Very slick. Yeah. A lot of damage could be done in there. You actually think about that as you lose sight of everything, as exactly. the smoke is gathering around you and you can't even see the door and you're in a public place. It's like, I'm in a pretty vulnerable spot here. You know what I mean? I'm a, you think about that, actually. You think about that. If you're in a public one of those, team ones, you're okay. If you have one at your house, <laughs> bravo. Yeah. Bravo, you're Impressive. doing your thing. But there is times where you can't see shit. It's like, this seems pretty, this could be, a, who knows who else is in here with me. That's right. Allegedly, that's what happened in the... Who knows if they locked the door from the outside? That's what I'm worried oh, about. No, that's no. That's a nightmare fuel. You have to lock that from the inside, right? You'd have to put... Yeah, now they're, they're different. People have died in them where they couldn't get out. I was going to say, I don't think yeah. you can lock it from the outside they because slide of that like, reason. If they slide but like you could now. shove something in like in the oh, yeah. movies where they put a broomstick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. But just a little bit of a crack in the door fucks the whole sauna up. Right. Yeah. Also, if you're going to die, come on. Survival instinct. Break down the fucking door. That shit's of the sauna. That's yeah. triple pane glass, my friend. Yeah, dude, easy to triple do. pane. Yeah. No. What if they put glass. a what if they put a bank vault in front of the door? <laughs> then then what? It's gonna be tough. Tip it to the right. Then get out of luck. This is right. triple pane, soundproof glass. There's no way that neighbor over there <laughs> yeah. was able to I hear. just watch that. <laughs> <laughs> he is so bizarre. <laughs> Everything he does. Every walk, every mannerism, his face, every muscle in his face is moving when he's walking. It's unbelievable series. Good With, question, Aguado. Well, first you got to look for a motive. In this particular case, the defendant, the victim, yeah, had a bigger dick, right, than the... Yeah. Case closed. Oh, what a fucking movie. Was that Axel's first time watching that movie? I assume that's why you watched. Yeah, all my kids. First first time seeing oh, it. Uh, but awesome. Dan Marino makes a great... Yeah. A great uh, no flub. I mean, great show, and I'm surprised they get more gigs after that. So, he's in Bad Boys too. Easy. The story. Oh, you're right. Allegedly, the story is he was offered 
like 30 grand. Oh, yeah. Or like 7% of the profit of the movie or something like that, or 8% of the profit of the movie. And Dan Marino or somebody in his party was like, This movie's gonna suck. You read the script. Yeah. Come on. We all read the script. Yeah, there's a dolphin, the fucking Jim Carrey's a nobody. Come on. And Dan Marino makes his first ever business flawed mistake. Give me the cash now. Mm -hmm. That movie goes on to make billions of dollars. Still, still being run right now at this exact moment. Still being watched. What a movie. I can't believe, you know, like, so good at kicking that football, that dolphin. Yeah. So good. So good. Never missed. Snowflake. Snowflake's so good at kicking that fucking football. Never missed. It did confuse my kids. They're like, wait, the dolphins have a, a dolphin as their mascot that kicks field goals? I'm like, well, in this movie, they might, but in real life, we're still working on it. <laughs> they should. I, I mean, people yeah. would be pissed, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, there's no sure. way they're letting that happen. Yeah, you're right. But if that fucking dolphin can make a kick, I mean, bring it out on fourth down. Snap the ball into the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> fucking PETA was pissed that Good Burger 2 was getting made. What are you talking about? Good Burger 2. Home of the Good Burger. It's coming back. They're making it in a second. And they yeah. were With Keenan and Kel? Yeah. yeah. They were pissed that they were using Ooh. beef burgers instead of uh, vegan. Probably doing impossible burgers or something. Yeah. Those suck. Obviously. Uh have you tried them? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, no, I, don't know. I don't know enough about them, but it's, yeah, I've definitely tried it. <laughs> You've ordered it? You've sat scary. there and said, give All me the Impossible meat. Burger. Fake meat is scary, man, I think. Go on, please, Bingo. AJ. I don't know. I mean, stuff that was developed that's made in a lab, <laughs> that, that would worry me a little bit. Don't worry, <laughs> they're growing chickens in lab now, AJ. You'll eat forever. Yeah, I've gotten the same Good. shape of oh, meat does. from this one restaurant that's a high-end restaurant every time I've ordered from it, and... Multiple people, I assume, order it every single day. How do they get the same shaped piece of chicken to my house perfectly cooked every single night? There has to be some sort of bird that's a little bit different shaped. Mm. Has to be some sort of form. Exact shape. It's The meat game is an interesting one right now. It is. To really think about how it works, what's going on with it. That's why you don't eat any of it. You just eat nerds all day. Yeah, mm-hmm. just candy and Skittles. This and guy was eating meat earlier. Right? He was uh, mind blown. I'm still not, you know, this is kind of one of what? those cake situations. He had wings over there. You did? What? Did yeah. You, did he say he didn't eat meat or something? No, bro. They didn't. They they don't think I eat because I just sit here and eat candy all day. Three percent body fat. AJ is yeah. a fucking forty yeah. year old. All he eats is candy all day. Mm-hmm. That is it. This is the first time we've seen him have a meal. Yeah, real food. And I can't blame everybody's, him because everybody's those different. Nerd clusters are delicious. So good. <laughs> they are delicious. Every time I look nerd at ropes, you get the nerd ropes. It's the nerd oh, rope and cluster were, balls. They updated. Oh, good. they got some new ones. Because the convenience of the rope was a pain in the ass. These clusters kind of take that all away. It's yeah. just like a perfect bite. You could eat size. a thousand of those. He dies. They, 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 yeah. This is six a six batch. batch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the six batch <laughs> you heard it. that has good been brought you. in here. So we didn't know if he literally ate anything other than that. And it kind of leads to a point that we need to talk about. Sometimes you ain't just gonna, you just ain't gonna have it. Mm-hmm. Stu could run a four three right now if he had to. Mm-hmm. Eats nerds all day. Pretty mm-hmm. sweet. We need to remember we eat nerds. We're going up 300, 400 pounds mm-hmm. for sure. Let's stay focused. Unless we're taking Amen. GF nine from Shaquille O'Neal and Novex Biotech. Is that his company? He's got to have a stake in it. He does, doesn't he get equity in most of the stuff he Every does? Every company's his company. I don't know exactly. I think Pac-Man would know more. Is yeah, he, big fella's not doing it. That's not his company or some kind of state in the company. Which is smart business. Um, let me see the stats here. In the small print here, GF9 is the name of the product from Novex Biotech. GF9 has been shown in a double-blind placebo-controlled clinical trial to increase mean serum 
parenthesis, blood, parenthesis, growth hormone levels by 682%. Happy I got that number right earlier. Yeah. All other benefits, effects noted in these testimonials, reviews, are the individual's personal opinions and have not been studied in relation to the GF9 compound. During his four-month transformation, Shaquille worked with a personal trainer, followed a diet and exercise program, and also utilized GF9, Testrovax, Oxidrine, and other vitamins I assume from Novex Biotech, results may not be typical. So they have to say that to cover their ass. Yeah. And obviously you have to work out while you're doing it. But it feels like he waited. He said that they pitched him some stuff. I think he waited a long he tried, time. He tried. Was he talking about Frank Thomas in the commercial that's where the, what, that's the, what the, I guy's wife, the guy's wife leaves him for Frank? What? New Gen. Remember that commercial? Yeah, The New girl's Gen. like, oh, look at that. And she goes over and starts flirting with Frank Thomas because he's – Whatever he's taken. Oh, yeah. And he was holding that telephone pole bat yeah. at the time. Yep. Kind of saying, Look at my. You could. Look at right. me. You want to step Take in a ride. batter's box. Yeah. I remember that. I do remember that. That was not on the No Cuck Buckeye cruise, it appeared. No, no, no. way. Well, but, there's also the golf one, Nugenics, where it's him and Flutie on the driving range, and both of them have their dicks hanging out of their yeah. slacks. And, you know, <laughs> to, like the other guy, just to emasculate the other guys who aren't using Nugenics. Did they have to tie it up? <laughs> uh, Frank did. Flutie Dust didn't, but, you know, I mean, it's, what are you going to do? Still respectable. Let's hit some more phone calls on a 500 phone I haven't phone seen line. that one. What's that? What? I haven't seen that one where their Johnsons are hanging out on the driving did. range. Yep. Johnsons. What's your problem? What'd you say? Because <laughs> when Ty starts it, you always think it's serious for a second. Well, he does. The way he delivers it. I told him the other day, you know, because he was sick there for a while, and then he came back. That first day he was back, you know, you're still, I think, going through the after effects of it. And then the second day he was back, I saw, like, what happens to his face whenever he... You know, he has something brewing. It's like a literally an entire light radiates from his face, and he gets this, like, shit-eating, almost, here we go. And I hook, line, and sinker every single time. And then when it comes at the end, it's like... And I love the guy. You always get started out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great. Hey, Ty, we appreciate you. Hi, baby, Ty. Great to have you back. Uh, you too, AJ. You too, Pac. Let's answer one more phone call here from the 5 Energy phone line. Let's go to Josh in Ohio. Josh, what's going on, pal? Going on, Pat, AJ, Pat Man, motherfucking Jones. How we doing? Hey, great now, pal. Keep it moving. How are you doing? Are you on the work site right now? Uh, yeah, I'm a mailman. Just you know, about delivering the mail, doing doing my duties. Hey, hey, we appreciate uh, you doing that. We appreciate yeah. you, mailman. My father was a mailman. Hey, it's no problem. Your father's father. Uh, well, I was want to ask uh, specifically, Pat Man. Uh, how does he feel about the Orlando Brown Jr. signing? And uh, we're going to talk to Joey B. They're trying to cook up a 10-year contract, wondering if uh, Pat Man had the inside scoop. Is that – how'd you find that out, Josh? Um, I mean, you live in Ohio with a with a superstar. Everyone just kind of talks about it. And he's a mailman. Yeah. I mean, we're going – Talking to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. we're going to – Are you hearing about it? I hear a lot of stuff all day, every day, man. Quit opening so. mail. This guy is the internet. The mailman. The mailman. Oh, what's, uh, what's the Bengals yeah. oh, right now? <laughs> That's funny to think about. But what do you think about the Orlando Brown uh, Jr. signing, which is making Mr. Williams, who's last year's left tackle, request a trade. Allegedly, sources are interested. That deal has not been done. What do you think about the Bengals? And the 10-year deal seems like the right move, just like what they did for Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. First of all, I love uh, the AJ move with the top flight security because we got we to gotta protect Joe. Um I think the 10-year deal is, is, is being talked about a lot in Cincinnati. Um, the number is, is what's lingering now. What, what is the number going to be? 500, 550, yep. 400. 
450. Um, eager to see, but um, yes, it's floating around. The conversation is being had. Numbers are being talked about because this got to happen probably before camp start. I would say at the beginning of the year. Um, Because we got a lot of guys that we got to get paid. And remember, if you do a 10-year deal, you can kick a lot of the money down the road later. You can just kind of reshuffle some stuff, just like Patrick Mahomes has done with the Kansas City Chiefs. Originally reported 10 years, 500 million. Actually, 10 years, 430 million. But that 430 million coming to Patrick Mahomes is going to come in a variety of different ways, depending upon how much money they need in the salary cap each individual season. Because they can restructure it, give him a signing bonus, and then kick it down the road. When you have 10 years to fuck with, I mean, that is certainly a lot of time to kind of dissipate the hit to each salary cap year. Yeah. Now it has to go with the right guy. Have to have a lot of trust in both the organization and in the player. Brett Veach told us that. Patrick Mahomes has obviously displayed everything you could potentially need as a quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs to be all in. Patrick Mahomes saw that Veach and Andy Reid were also all in. That's a big-time deal to make. Joe Burrow would have to do the same thing with the Bengals, and the Bengals would have to do the same thing with Joey Burrow, and it seems like they're full steam ahead for that in our eyes, but we could be wrong, A.J., yeah, I guess it would be absolutely shocking if you saw like things stall and they don't figure something out and they go through the season. There's like animosity between Joe and the front office, and they're not going to pay him. They know they have to have Joe there. They know like that's what he's done to the just the whole state and everything with the Bengals franchise. So yeah, you got to make it long long term, spread it out like Patrick Mahomes. People act like Patrick Mahomes has a team friendly deal when it's ten years, four hundred thirty million. It's like okay, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Thank yeah. you for helping yeah. him, Pat. Yeah, Thank you. I mean, get a half a billion. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Do at, your thing, pal. At the time, I mean, the deal set the market, but, I mean, Denny Dimes just got 40 a year. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at that, obviously. Yeah, it's not for thing. 10 years, yeah. No. Not for No, but that, I mean, what, in two years or, you know, maybe even next year, someone will get 50, I mean, Rodgers has 50 million now. And he'll be able to renegotiate it. Like, Andy Reid and Veach just wanted to say, hey, we want you here. You want to be mm-hmm. here. Here's a shit ton of money to begin with, and then we'll just kind of... We'll work Don't the hockey studs do that? Don't the hockey studs sign like seven, nine-year deals, or they used to? Sydney, Ovechkin, they had 10-year deals, didn't they? Yeah, and then they uh, outlawed it. You can only sign a max of eight with your own team or seven with, as a free agent. Pasta just did eight. Because guys were signing like 10, 15-year deals, and then the tail end of the deal, they were cutting their salaries down to one to two million to bring the average down. Yeah, but Hoves, he's, I mean, for the rest, I mean, he's, he is locked up until 2031, but it's high 40s pretty much every single year for his cap hit. That's not bad. And no. they can shuffle it. And if it gets to a point where the market is indicating something else, they can just re up another 10, yep. another seven. They can, you got to have a guy, you got to have faith in a guy, but the guy also has to have faith in the organization that they're going to do right by him. And, uh, it seemingly has worked for Kansas City in a great way. Well, that's what's crazy about Kansas City, too, with the Bengals' conversation is that they couldn't hold on to Tyreek Hill. And now the Bengals are going to have, you know, Jamar Chase, who's going to get Tyreek Hill money. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, and it'll be fascinating to see how they transition into a new era of a team, too, which yeah. had to happen in New England mm-hmm. with Tom Brady. Is going to have to happen if you're going to have a dynasty anywhere, especially with a quarterback that's going to be in a place for a long time. What will the Chiefs look like, like, you know, eight years from now, seven years from now. Yeah. Excited to see the next transition of it all and how they handle it. Be able to kick the can down the road. In the AFC North with the Cincinnati Bengals and Joey Burrow, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did you know we learned from the foot 
Ballin' Podcast That's and right. the Mark Madden Show on 105.9 The X in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> that the San Francisco 49ers allegedly reached out to Big Ben Roethlisberger and asked him if he was willing to come back and play last year whenever they had a little bit of quarterback question marks. Now, Brock Purdy would go in and do his thing, but Big Ben didn't automatically say no. He didn't. Big Ben thought that maybe he would uh, kind of think about it, jot the idea down, mm. kind of see if he wanted to get back in do it. Mm-hmm. We'll go to you, Tone Diggs, diehard Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steelers fan, and we appreciate Mark Madden for all of his service to the mm-hmm. city of Pittsburgh. He has been there a long time doing his thing. Hell yeah. And we appreciate Ben Roethlisberger doing everything he did for the city of Pittsburgh. He was there a long time doing his thing. Love you, Seven. Football, football and podcast is awesome. Can't wait to join the show. Have a couple beers what? in the basement. You guys are awesome and crushing it. Ben, every time you speak, we enjoy hearing it. Him potentially being a Niner, was that Something you think was real? Did you ever consider it? And what would that have been like for you? Would that have been a break in half? You know what I mean? In the houses of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Love you, Seven. Uh, Yeah, I I heard it. Uh, He said he he, they had a couple talks. Um, He he said he didn't really know how serious it was. He talked to his family though about it. He talked to his agent about it. He said he prayed on it a lot, which I I don't know exactly if, if that makes it more serious or not. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, if he would have went to the Niners, what's your problem? What's that about? No, no. What's his deal? No, actually, AJ. Not, said, what's your deal, Diggs? He Come said on. I prayed on it a lot, so I don't know. Like, do you say, hey, should I go to the Niners and like and, and get, a, get a sign? I didn't know what that meant. Uh-huh. So, isn't now? I'm not a super religious person. I will be at some point. I don't think you just die and nothing happens. And I'm very thankful for the people that are very religious. But I think a lot of the people that are I follow that are um, like disciples of. Whichever. Uh, sure. Believers. Bible thumpers. Yes. They say, like, God tells them to do something, puts it on their heart, and that might be accurate. That might be the way it goes. Other people view it as, like, the universe is giving me signs mm-hmm. and, like, doing that, like, my thoughts. So I think praying on it means, like, he was meditating, asking Brother. the Lord to give him guidance. guidance on what he's supposed to do, I think. And I think that is a big deal if he say oh, yeah. you pray on it a lot because that means, like, Probably battling a little yeah. bit. If, if Seven would have went to the, uh, to the Niners, personally, I would have been happy for him. I would have rooted for him. Like, I mean, he would have been so good. Get the ball out of his hands so quick on that offense. God. Such a different situation. We got, we got no problem with the Niners over. He had to take really, it serious. Yeah. He had to think AF, about it for a little bit. An AFC team or something like that, I would have been fucking pissed. But Niners, go ahead, boy. Has to, especially with what we've heard from Ben, like from this football. I feel like I've learned more about Ben from this football and oh, podcast yeah. than his entire time. It's like. Ben seems like a normal human being yeah. who's super competitive and still has the ability. If the San Francisco fucking 49ers with that team exactly that they have that late into the season, go, hey, we just need you to take probably five-step most, and then your slant or you're out or your mm-hmm. triple reversing counter tray and, like, has to think about it, to your point, AJ, has to. How would you not? A team like that with an unbelievable defense, offensive weapons, Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, like – I don't, I don't know how serious he got, but I would imagine there was a few moments where he's like, man, I might, I might have to do this. How'd you view uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger as quarterback when he played against him? One of the best I ever played against. Okay, that doesn't get said that much, I don't think, about Ben Roethlisberger. Well, when we was in – well, I played because I was in the division, but, like, whew, Big Ben was – he was very smart. You couldn't get him down with one person. Um, he gave us hell. You know, I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Ben. Ben, I hate playing against him, but, you know – 
he got the best of us, I think, if we add up the numbers. Dude, oh, he, yeah. dude he put up 500 against us. <laughs> 500 yards against us. Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, and everybody. Dogs. And going into the game, like, nobody was talking about Ben Roethlisberger. They were talking about, like, Le'Veon Bell. They're like, will Le'Veon Bell be able to get loose in this game or whatever? And then we watch the game unfold. It's like, the guy playing quarterback is bigger, stronger, more resilient, and can throw the ball into a bucket like mm-hmm. 60 yards away. He was his talent, I assume in his head is a perfect one for that Niners offense. I the, wonder how many times he prayed about. Like I wonder how conflicted yeah. he actually was. The defense was so incredible his first uh, seven-ish years in the league that I think that kind of took over everyone's impression, first impression of but then when when he was playing your Bengals teams and it was him and the Killer Bees or whatever, they had a top five offense, not a top five defense. Like that was the offense that carried them for all those years. Okay, let's uh, wrap up some more stuff in the AFC North. Ozzie Newsom, massive name in the Baltimore Ravens world, obviously has been for a long time. Big brain. He said on the Bernie Kosar show with Hanford Dixon. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. He does good work. Great crew right there. Uh, he talked about the situation. Rev- revolving around Lamar Jackson in the contract. Speaking of quarterbacks, the Browns made waves last year with their guaranteed contract of Deshaun Watson. What was your immediate reaction when that news broke? Well, you know, I'm always about this. Every club has to do what they have to do (laughs) with contracts, with drafting. You know, I got enough problems dealing with this club that, you know what, I can't, you know, uh, I don't worry about what other people do, but, you know, our owner – you know, did say that, you know, that contract uh, did create some problems. Yeah, now, yeah. what we have to fi- figure yeah. out, is that going to be the norm or is that an outlier? And we don't know. We- that is the question that we're all asking, too. Yep. It was interesting to hear Ozzy, who has a great relationship with Hanford Dixon, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Their boys. Hanford Dixon was losing it. Hell yeah, because I assume there's a chance that maybe some text messages were taking place while it was all happening. Like, hey, good luck with what just happened. Mm-hmm. And that is a Brown show there, yeah. right? So that is a $230 million offer to a quarterback guaranteed in the division in Cleveland. Bernie Kosar there. So as soon as he starts talking about it, I like that it got a big pop out of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that that got a big pop by your life being miserable. But him admitting that the owner said, hey, this is – you know, certainly something is like, okay, we all thought that was the case. Now it's almost being publicly stated. Let's get it figured out. But him saying, is this the new normal or is that an outlier, I think is what they're waiting and seeing with other teams potentially during this non-exclusive franchise tag season that Lamar Jackson's in, AJ. Yeah, but they're next in line, right? The Ravens are the ones next in line to show us, is this going to be the norm or is this an outlier contract that Lamar signed? So, or that what they want, Lamar wants to sign that off the Deshaun Watson situation. So, it's up to them. If not, like it's not like, what's the odds that Joe Burrow signs before Lamar? So it's like extended. they them having this franchise tag thing. Yes, where another team can come in and decide. Mm-hmm. I think they almost like punt. Like they're almost like yeah. somebody else can decide whether or not this is what we're going to do or what we're not going to do. I don't know if I respect it or hate it. Huh. You know, I don't know if um you can. I hate it as a former player. Like give the guy his money; he's <laughs> earned it. But you can see where they're like, we'll let somebody else. Mm-hmm decide to come in, and they still have the ability to match it whenever they would like to. We hope a deal gets done, though, for this guy. When is it going to get done? Like, we've been know. waiting. I don't know. Like, done first, Roger. We got till July, right? June or July? Yeah. Yeah, July. Probably won't. It's, it's not going to happen. He's not going to get paid. 
Uh, that's where I'm at now, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, if they get, haven't done it by now, yeah, I don't know. Wait, that time? What are we get talking about? Time. He's not going time. He, kno- time. he knows what he's worth. He asked for what he's worth, and they're not. We don't know what that number is exactly. And has a video been released yet <laughs> on Lamar Jackson Entertainment I seven seven five YouTube? Great question. That was supposed to come this week. It's yeah. Thursday, so maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Which would obviously, since we're off tomorrow, it would mm-hmm. all the answers will come tomorrow. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah, we digest it though, and then you know get back to it after the weekend. It's going to take us a couple times to hear it too, but either way. What's your problem? We we all heard that, Mylite. Okay. It was very difficult. You're talking about the promo for this? Yes, I'm talking about the promo. For what? This guy. For, I mean, this guy. Look, you, you can call me. Uh, oh, how much you said something I shouldn't. Uh-oh. You can call me a prick, okay? Whoa. But you can't. <laughs> what were you going to deny? What were you going to say? I mean, What's that, it rhyme with? <laughs> Don't say it. I mean, geez, okay. you stopping yourself? That is bananas. Yeah. It, well, it rhymes with it punt. I just didn't, you know. Uh, I didn't oh, that's it. fine. Yeah. No, no, uh, smart. I like what you did. I appreciate that you were like, nope, not saying it. And not I was also saying. calling myself it. Which is, which is fine. Yeah. Especially in England. Bingo. And I'm a big England language guy. Well, in England, yep. they say yep. some, a lot of, yeah. forget it. They do. Just call them cigarettes. Yes. Get in the hole. Oh, oh that was close. Thank you. Get in there, Dadgummit. Oh. Oh. oh damn. Pack, what do we think? You think it's going in? Nah. It's a hard boy. Hard <laughs> shot. That might be the one. Oh, it's got to turn. Uh-huh. It's the unduffable, though. Yeah. No duff there. Macaro was right about that. I, I do wish you could uh, curve that thing. Manipulate a more, the ball right? a bit. You can, though. Like, yeah, that's the. I, a little more. I don't know if he's you played can spin it. You can spin it. Sure, sure. But it doesn't curve in the air. He's probably used to working the tennis ball like. 15 feet across the court. Doesn't move as much as a ping pong ball. Ping pong ball no, moves yeah. a lot. Ping pong yeah. move way more. Uh, what else have we not covered for the week? DeForest Buckner um, allegedly was asking for a trade this morning via Twitter account at NFL Rumors. Then that came out to be completely false, including DeForest Buckner debunking it. He said, I need you to check your sources at NFL Rums. Mm. And then he said, I ain't fucking leaving, obviously, in the Wolf of Wall Street gif. Another fantastic gif. We're talking about those today. I also reach out to DeForest Buckner. I believe he'll be on the program next week. Oh, Let's go. We go. So we'll get a chance to chat with him because I think Colts fans need to hear a little optimism as well. Exactly. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He obviously has a reason for that. He could. He's a fucking dog no. of a football player, one of one. Excited to kind of get that handled next week. And Excited to continue to enjoy the hell out of this ride of the offseason with fucking Pac-Man Jones joining us. Let's go. We appreciate you, man. You had a great week. Tone Diggs, you had a fantastic week, pal. March Madness is tonight. It is. Who do we like? What do we like? Two unders I like tonight. Uh, Michigan State State and K-State is the first game. That's a one and a half point spread. Come on. Leaning all the money's on Michigan State. I'm leaning K State a little bit there. Uh, I like the unders in the had it here unders in the Arkansas UK game, UConn game, and FAU Tennessee, and then Zags and UCLA also a one and a half point game. Oh, rematch! UCLA's got some injuries. Okay, let's enjoy that. Hammer Don will be in about 10, 15 minutes at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Don. Talks the table. Great work this week, boys. Both of you. Conquering a thunder course in the hashtag easy carry contest. Shout out to Bud Light. Yeah, shout out to Bud Light. Light. Easy to carry. Did either of us drop a Bud Light? Don't think we did. Guess what we didn't. No, only no. That was a yeah, but you. You Is pe- going on Monday. Um, 
Mitt was in the background cheering on Ty. I don't he know was. if he was in the background cheering on Connor today. What's that all about? Huh. Hey. Yeah, what's that about? Well, that's That'd interesting. What, what, hold on. What was that about, Tony? <laughs> what Tony do? <laughs> he said he gets it. <laughs> what do you mean? I was on the phone. I'm so Where sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking fast. What are you wrong with you? Look at him. Whatever. Mitch the man. Mitch, get yeah. your ass out here. Do it. Actually, during the break, he said sorry. He was on a absolute heater in his coloring book back there. So I can't. There's nothing. <laughs> All right, dude. I had to let him go. All right. Make great work this week, pal. What the room, man? fuck? Uh, everybody in the back, great work this week. Appreciate you guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> great work this week, Pat. What was your favorite great part? Work. Yeah. Hell of a week, Pat. Oh, great job. I'll tell you Good what. Week. Great job. How about great that? Week. A lot of people talking about me this week. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of chatter about me this week. Yeah. Super positive, super negative. And we live to see another week next week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we we'll live to see another week next mm-hmm. week. A lot of chatter about us right now, AJ. Pretty much everywhere. We got people saying... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm putting odds on favor on this one. I'm doing this. I heard mm-hmm. this. Sources said this. The sweepstakes. I'm like, holy shit! Really? Oh, What's wow. We're up to something. Yeah, I mean, those, those people Uh-oh. wouldn't believe how massive the meeting was this morning. There's a reason pickleball has moved up an hour, and that meeting was freaking huge. Connor <laughs> sitting in on this meeting in the back, just listening head, with headphones on while I'm in the meeting. <laughs> just listening and seeing what seeing what the people are saying. It was fantastic. I filmed a doc this morning as well. That's right. What? Oh yeah. Oh, I filmed yeah. A doc. How about that? That was a pretty. It was a pretty active week this week. Absolutely. For who? For yourself? Uh, no, it's not a doc on me. No. You got interviewed for another doc. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't say yes to a lot of these because I don't want to like hey. These, yeah. Most of these humans that have documentaries, like, you don't need me fucking it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't need to be a person that fucks up your documentary or anything like that. But the particular person or persons that I've been asked to talk about, I'm like, absolute honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me in there. And uh, I think everybody will see some of them very soon. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. I think. I think. And I think a lot of news will probably come out of this particular operation very soon. Like, Perhaps. I believe up to something season came in very early, and it might have its shortest season yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like the NFL went to 17 weeks, you know, got longer, the season got longer. Up to something season, seemingly with the urgency of all parties involved, it's become a lot shorter. It's like a World Cup tourney. It is. One month. Moving and shaking. March Madness. Bingo. Bingo. It, it has been March Madness, and everybody's been incredibly kind to all of us. A lot of things have been said about the boys that I assume the people that were saying them would never imagine or fathom that they'd be speaking about a group of men known as the Toxic Table and a cowboy. You know what I mean? So it is... It's been a blast. It's been an honor. AJ, it's been great to have you back. We'll be back on Monday after we spend a weekend celebrating old Frankie. Yeah. Had a baby, Frank. Congrats, Nick. Appreciate you, fellas. We're going to celebrate Frank. He's getting married. We're happy for him. Yeah, we are. Let's go. This will be his second bachelor party. Thank you, Pac. You know what I mean? This will be his second one. And uh, this one's going to be one, I think, I hope, that people will remember and have a good time about. Got some things planned. AJ, I think so. I would imagine, uh, yeah, you guys will get into something. Oh, yeah, Wild you're not invited, hogs. Hawk. 
<laughs> was Hawk invited? He said no. Nope. No, he said I can't go on eight vacations in a row. So. Oh yeah, great to have you back, AJ. I'm happy Shaq said the same thing we all think. You're glowing. Yeah, freaking model. <laughs> have an incredible weekend. We hope we win all of our bets. We hope that you win all of your bets. We hope that you know say something nice to somebody, make the world a little bit better place. Whenever you compliment somebody, a natural smile is going to start. And once a smile, it's an aura that lifts the entire environment. Don't be scared to be the person that starts that train. We will see you on Monday. You are the greatest humans on earth. Goodbye.